The Gutter Skypes. The Gutter Skypes record and present tabletop RPGs, played and enjoyed by participants who live thousands of miles away from each other. In this digital age, all things are possible. Many of them are even fun. I'm not worried about that. I'm going to cut this whole thing. <laughs> <half. I don't, laughs> really, I think this is podcast gold. It's it's absolutely it's practically historic. <laughs> Drone sounds. Uh, whatever. Check, check, check. It's practically something anyway. Cancel, cancel, cancel. <laughs> well, it's, it's going to get me. It's it's going to get just me talking on this side, unless it's just not displaying. No. Well, you did a nice, clear time. recording. <laughs> well, I guess. And then could it be that you're looking at... Like, I notice what a lot of them do now is they put you in one channel and then the rest of Skype in the other channel. Yeah, that's what it's. That's what it did every time it used to work. That's what yeah, it was doing, and I would and I would levelate and and noise remove on my end to try and get my uh, to try and get my um, nose breathing out of the <laughs> podcast. Um, but but now it's just picking up me and not getting Skype at all. It's and nothing. Nothing yeah. changed so far as I knew. And I have virtually the opposite problem. So what we'll do is we'll patch our two together, and mm. then we'll use Blangeek's recording to spackle over the gaps, and uh, it'll be perfect. Yeah. Well, the, the recording that I got from Blangeek from from the last session when he when he when he went uh, with the emergency thing was, I don't know what you're using, but it's superb. Oh, good. It was fantastic sound. It was like better than anything I got from Total Recorder. Just raw natural talent. It's um, ever. Yeah. It's it's audio hijack. It's it's um, audio hijack pro. Uh, it used yeah. to be audio hijack pro. Now I think they just call it audio hijack for some reason. I guess they don't feel as professional as they used to. I don't know. <laughs> well, we're that's, all that's a that's a Mac uh, Mac specific program, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, this well, is interesting. Remember after the previous uh, Skype uh, upgrade and I meant, said it had deleted my contacts list? <laughs> Apparently after ah. today's upgrade, it's back. Stop <laughs> dragging your mic through snow. Oh, that yeah. Means so I was... I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. After today, hmm? today's upgrade, my contact list is back. Huh. We were just kidding. Yeah. We were hiding it from you. We thought, you know, maybe you'd say something, and we were waiting, but you didn't. So our fun is spoiled. So here it is back. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad April Fool's trip. <sighs> and I found where they moved the automatic settings thing to. They um, had snuck through. I had to find the update. And then, of mm. course, in the updates, because they're helping, they changed a bunch of stuff in my machine. So oh, yeah. it's automatically looking for updates in the background. Like, man, it's hard <laughs> enough when you're a computer and you're infected with Windows. You don't need you don't need to pile more on top of that. It's very helpful that way. Uh, as I so often say, stop trying to help me, machine. You're <laughs> not smart enough yet. Yeah. 
<laughs> wow. Okay. So, what are we at? We're we're at uh, the, the it's. Hi, folks. It's Wednesday night, and it's yes, the gutter it skypes. You're I don't here. even know what I don't even know what number this is. One sixty-seven, one sixty-eight, something like that. Eight million. Eight million forty-two hundred. Who knows? Um, sadly, Nikki will not be able to join us tonight. Mm. Real life uh, intrudes once more, but. Um, she has instructed us in no uncertain terms to carry on one way or another and play something spelled S-U-M-P-M, something. Which I looked in vain for that. I, the latest I could find was something, the second edition, and that's all like weird D20 mechanics, which I know Blind Geek doesn't like. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth edition, they tried something different. They, they, it was called something different, actually. And, uh, oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, they had this pump mechanic that uh, I didn't oh, care oh, I'm for. I'm listening. The, the something pumping um, mm-hmm. involved having to roll different dice, and if you roll a six or higher, it upped your your success rating by five, and if you rolled... It just got really confusing, and uh, yeah, it's not worth it. Sounds pretty good, though. Did they manage to get some pump in there somewhere? Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was what I was saying. It was it was pumping up the success of the die roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really long wind up to a very feeble pitch. So <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, I'm I'm recalling some some uh, I'm recalling a few years of being uh, the tech director of a certain theater mm. in Metuchen, New Jersey, the the hole in the donut called Edison, uh, where the uh, when it rained, whenever it rained heavily, the alley right next to the theater, just outside the stage left door uh, mm. that led into the uh, the. The, to the outside, flooded over the oh, yeah. sill, oh. and we had to, and they, they, we we had to put literally a basement sump pump out there. <laughs> and I can still visually see this thing shooting jets of water out into the parking lot during the shows, <laughs> just to keep it away from the just theater. to keep it just to keep it from cascading down the stairs into the understage <sighs> dressing rooms. Talk about your good times, magnificent <laughs> magic of theater. <laughs> Fortunately, it's all glamorous some pumps, kid. It was either it was either fortunate or on purpose that the uh, uh, several several the high voltage feed for all the lights and the dimmer rack were on the opposite side of the stage, away from where the water would come cascading in from the rain. So that was a plus. And if you can't have good infrastructure, you can at least have good arrangement. Yeah. Good, uh, good feng shui. There we are. And and a and a this place had a freaking. It was built in the twenties, and it had a wooden grid. Oh, nice. A wooden freaking grid. And I was I was ass enough to actually do an Aussie rappel from that thing. What an idiot! <laughs> that sounds great. Are you kidding? In retrospect, it's great since I'm still breathing, but it could yeah, have been worse. 
there are so many universes where uh, that thing just gave way, and I, like, the first Listen. broke my neck, and then had the rest of me broken by the fall of that entire grid on top of me. If those giant iron gravity bombs at that one terminal or whatever it was in New York didn't kill you, Damn. then uh, then nothing's going to, clearly, because that's how probability works. Hmm. Okay, good. That's that's a good thing. I'll accept that and, and stop thinking about particles five billion years ago and stuff like that. Hmm. <laughs> so, yes, Nikki, Nikki is uh, dealing with real life and... Uh, well, will not join us tonight, but we are fortunate in that we will be able to uh, partake of some spirit of the century that Trilobite has volunteered to run us through. Woo-hoo. Wait, I did what? <laughs> yeah, you said. You said I have it in print. I have it in email print. Oh, okay. You just confused me because you said you would be fortunate to do this. So I thought okay. we were talking about a totally different game. <laughs> Weisenheimer, um, he's a wiseacre. This one, he's he's a wiseacre, and uh, um, Florian, I'm Florian. I'm sorry. I'm I'm so sorry. Yet yeah, uh, don't panic. The box is perfectly fine, mm. but it is uh, apparently the 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 added spin on the ball of Auntie Ed opening it. Uh, <laughs> There, there's a slight del- delay uh, between the two of us. Real life has certainly been uh, messing with uh, time and opportunity and scheduling and all the rest of that stuff to get the thing open. It is, uh, it is going to be done, and it's in a way just as well because uh, once that happens, then I have to get the stuff mailed off to different people, uh, and. Even if it, even if it had all arrived already, Nikki wasn't here tonight to partake to to have partaken of the um, live event of sampling stuff from the other side of the world. You went to all the trouble to get that thing in the mail as quickly as you could and together, and and here I am, uh, not having sent it off to the to the rest of the gutter skypes because oh. uh, the box ain't open yet. Well, that's good. Then I was wondering if our governor had put a waiting period on suspicious packages in the mail. <laughs> Possible, but there was nothing suspicious about this package, to be honest. It's very, uh, it's, it's it's a it's a plain wrapped parcel from Germany. Don't know what's in it. He sent me a <laughs> secret email. He sent me an email that said. Uh, if you want Auntie Ed to open this thing up so that you will be surprised as well, don't read the bottom of this email. And, of course, you put a whole bunch of empty space there. Mm. I was so tempted. <laughs> I was so tempted. But I was like, no, I'm just going to forward this. Auntie Ed got it and 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 read what was at the bottom, whatever instructions or secret messages or, or strange uh, uh, arcane spell. Stuff that you know. Once she reads it, she becomes. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. A Manchurian, <laughs> a Manchurian candidate. That wouldn't be a Manchurian candidate. It would be uh, a Bavarian candidate. Bavarian candidate, whatever. Um, but an Illuminati. An Illuminati. That's true. Yeah, yeah Bavarian Illuminati. Yes. Well, I wouldn't turn that down. I bet they got a lot more bucks than. Uh, that's the point. <laughs> Sometimes we all feel a little Illuminati. 
Mm-hmm. And a little so, yes, nice. That's coming up, and that'll be that'll the, the actual uh, um, package from afar and and stuff from afar will, will be coming up on uh, uh, in two weeks. Awesome. So, there we go. And that that also gives other gutter skypes the opportunity to mail me or to email me their snail mail addresses if they wish to partake of this the festivities because my understanding is some fun stuff in there. Um. But that's up to you guys. You just let me know. I've got I've got Nikki, I've got uh, uh, Blind Geeks. Um, I I don't have Trilobites and I don't have Androses. Oh yes, you have an email with mine. Oh, do I? Yeah. Oh, I better look again then. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, here I'll send it right now. It's uh, I I if you sent it, then I'll just do a search on Andros. That's fine. I I just okay. I, I probably missed it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, if you if you don't find it, email me and I'll get it back to you again. And, and Trilobite, if you don't want to take part, that's fine. You can be a control group. I shall I shall participate <laughs> vicariously, and I shall enjoy your enjoyment. Ooh. Okay, well, that you will be you will be the chorus in the performance, in that you will ask the questions that we are uh, that we are not. Asking because we are too stunned. We're stunned. We have it right in front of us. We're taking little digital pictures of it so that they can be posted in the notes, but we're not describing it well enough. And uh, you will have to uh, be the audience stand in saying, Oh, that's all well and good, but you haven't told me what it is yet. All I hear are munching noises. (laughs) You you may want to take digital photographs to be posted of the stuff that you send me because. Cameras and I just don't work out very well, and they're much more likely to get digital okay. postings of my thumb or something. <laughs> that's that's fine. Then then uh, then um, that will be uh, that will be uh, one of the things that gets taken care of before they're wrapped. That's the other thing yeah. that, uh, Auntie Ed's going to do. She's going to wrap the stuff individually so that it can actually be unwrapped. Yeah. I guess whoever is interested could always use the video conference call option we have here. Hmm. That's a thought. Yeah. We've never tried that. I I don't even actually have a camera. uh, uh, um, uh, One of those ball cam things. I don't don't even own one of those. (laughs) I can't even do video teleconferencing. With all this, the dropped calls we get just doing audio, I'm afraid to see what would happen if we tried (laughs) to do a video call. Oh, man. That would be scary. But, um... However, I do find it interesting that we have now the ability to do Galaxy Quest like 15 years ahead uh, behind its time. Mm. Or they were 15 years ahead of their time, I guess, is... In what? Galaxy Quest, he gets that he gets the guy who's the big fan, and the guy's video conferencing all of his buddies, and that's how they uh, figure out. Huh. Oh, that's right. They're guiding them through the workings of yeah. the uh, bowels of the ship. Yeah, because oh, they yeah, all yeah. happen to have. Yeah, that was available at that time. Just maybe it wasn't really widespread. Hmm. Could be. I, I had blueprints of the Enterprise. I, I bought the little plastic blue thing that had the 
that had the set of blueprints for the Enterprises. Oh, yeah. Someone, someone gave me that, and I had seen probably zero episodes. Wow. <laughs> I, I had... <laughs> It's not that I was, like, disinterested or I dismissed it, but I had no interest. Um, it was around the time, like, the new series was being hyped, and mm. somebody just thought that would be a good gift for me. I remember that. It had neat stuff in it, as I even recall. At, even at that point, even in 89, or was it 88 or 89 or something yeah, like that? it would that, have been 88 or 89. That uh, it would have been a collector's item by then, because that was... God, that came out in 74, 75. Did it? Blue, oh, the I feel bad now. That was, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what year I actually bought it. It would have been, it would have been mid-70s. 76 was a 10-year anniversary, and it coincided with the bicentennial of the U.S., and they made a big deal out of that and whatever. Anyway, yeah, I would have been one of the kids that uh, they were trying to get hold of. To, to guide them, uh, to tell them that, yes, there is only one toilet on the Enterprise. Why do we even have these mashers? <laughs> no point. <laughs> Absolutely no point. Uh, one other, one other, uh, one other thing that I, that I have to mention before we get rolling here is uh, solid symbols used to be the uh, used to be the outlet for um, for uh, supporting the gutter skypes for uh, folks that uh, might want to pitch a little money in this direction for hosting fees and all the rest of that stuff um, and uh, didn't uh, didn't actually do as badly as it could have done I think and I've mentioned this before I think overall as a business it only lost me I think about two thousand dollars. <laughs> so, listen, you know, as a businessman, I've got all the skills of somebody that graduated with a fine arts degree in theater. <laughs> and I seem to be, uh, it seems to be going the same way with uh, this new little expensive hobby that I started up called uh, Anti-Pills. Mm. But uh, I don't, I don't remember, I'm, I'm sure I must have mentioned it several times on on the gutter skypes here or maybe never i can't even remember at this point but we talked uh, about it it's we worth must talking have. about again we must have uh yeah. what i would like folks to do uh and and this can involve transactions or not it's entirely up to you but without spending a dime if listeners would be so kind as to just Set up an account on the Anti Pills website. It's not even you don't even have to write write triple W. It's just A N T I P I L L S. Yes, Anti Pills, all one word. I couldn't believe I got it. To be honest with you, I didn't think. I thought nobody nobody took this. Nobody took this yet. Fine, it's mine. So so uh, yeah, well, it's it's joke jars. It's comic remedies that don't exist it's uh yeah co uh, uh comedic remedies so rare only the jars remain and they're just a series of uh 
a series of nostalgic-looking labels with uh, quack cures for imaginary diseases or ills or whatever. It's it's easier to actually look at it and read a couple of them than to explain truly what the flavor of the site is. But it's entertaining for a while if you check it out. And something that uh, the reason I'm bringing it up is something new that I'm doing is I'm making the labels themselves available for download. Literally, the actual identical files that I use when I print them out and put them on bottles, um, making those available for download through the shop section. So if you uh, and 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 mainly it's because it's just too too um, too much of a delay and uh, an outrageous price factor to send stuff even to Canada. Uh, and and I've gotten a lot of emails from folks in uh, in overseas in Europe and uh, overseas saying, "Oh, you don't oh you don't ship internationally? Oh, what a bummer!" Well, it really doesn't kind of make sense to do it that way because because of the customs paperwork that you have to fill out, and Florian could could vouch for me on this one, um, and because of the an, insane pricing it would be the the bottles themselves are sold at 9.95 a piece and they're sold they're shipped out at a flat rate within the United States of $8 no matter how many you get but i got uh, an inquiry from norway uh saying i i just like two 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 of the bottles there the dwingle and prunks natural 20 tablets and i went to and i found out at the post office what it would actually cost to send just two little bottles, empty bottles, they're all sold empty, to Norway, $27.50. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. $27.50 to send two bottles at nine ninety five apiece. And we're talking about a homemade novelty, folks. These are not mass-produced. Um, obviously, you can't get them anywhere else, but with which, which may or may not make them collectible, but they're just amusing little little novelties and i'm sorry uh, at the end of the day it comes to something like fifty dollars these two silly little things to get sent to norway yeah. and i thought to myself you know what norway has bottles i'm convinced of it i'm sure <laughs> they probably do i'm sure that norway canada england ireland scotland uh anywhere else in the world that has a computer that can look at this site very likely has bottles where they are, or jars, or glass, or containers, or whatever, that are reasonably close to what I'm using, or don't even have to be, to be honest. The fun uh, from the site is not from the empty bottles, it's from the labels. So, uh, if the labels are digital files to begin with, say, uh, you know, whack on the side of the head moment that only took a year, uh... So now folks can, uh, you know, download one label and then print them out like can like candy, like uh, like you know by the dozen and just co put them on their empty bottles and have uh, the full set for way cheap. Nice. Yeah, but you see, what's going to happen is some well, young enterprising soul is going to do that and start selling them locally for <laughs> whatever well, the equivalent the, of their currency is in their neck of the woods. Of the ten There's a proviso there. Teeth. There's a proviso there. I mean, if somebody, 
if somebody goes ahead and and puts them on a whole bunch of jars and labels and sells them at their local fair or or their their local flea market or whatever they have going for them right where they are, I'm happy about that. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Because anybody that gets hold of it, it's going to see. And if they, I mean, if they're nice about it, because on the bottom of each label is a little thing that says, you know, www.antipills.com, even though it doesn't need to triple W. Essentially, if they sell the things and leave the damn thing the labels intact, then they're just advertising the site for me, which is terrific. Well, there you go. What the, what I ask specifically for folks not to do, and I realize, you know, they can blow me off and just say, yeah, yeah, you can ask, but I'm doing it anyway. What I ask people not to do is to just give the things out to their friends uh, through emails and just as attachments uh, but just send the folks, send their friends to antipills.com and they can download their own label. You know, and, and that's just an honor system kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm trying to step into this century with that because apparently the new business model is you're going to sell a whole hell of a lot more and a lot more folks are going to know about you if you give the stuff away. Mm-hmm. Between uh, between J.C. Hutchins and Jonathan Colton and uh, all these other names that we know now because they did that, uh, that seems to be the way things are going. And folks, on the whole, are a lot more honorable, trustworthy, and uh, believe more in karma than we thought. Or at least that uh, television well, movies in the 60s have taught me. Except for the fact that T. Morris and J.C. Hutchins have both after having given their stuff away and gotten, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, it's just, it is, and gotten mm -hmm. the notoriety, they are both no longer podcasting their stuff and giving it away. So I think it works. But yeah, they got to eat, man. No, no, I'm not, yeah, yeah again, well, I'm not know, saying it's a bad thing. I'm just. They probably can communist. <laughs> <laughs> Sellouts trying to keep a roof over their heads. Who do they think they are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, who are these people? I, who, T. Morris uh, and somebody else, they sound like cigarette manufacturers. No, I'm just thinking of Philip Morris. That's T. Morris. This is T. Morris. Oh, okay. T. Morris and, Morris and Hutchins. What do you want? Good grammar or good taste? No. It's not the, <laughs> uh, authors that uh, that actually that, that podcasted their fictional works uh, also made them available at least one of them did, uh, as free PDFs to download and then went to print with their or, uh, print or electronic editions to sell with their work. Yeah, makes sense. And essentially said, you want more of this? Did you enjoy it? Did you like it? Would you be nice enough to buy one? And one of them, I, I always forget this, and I, I, it's been said on this podcast and other podcasts, um, Ended up on the New York Times bestseller list. Nice. So I'm not expecting anything even remotely like that. What I, be, what I began what I began to ask and then derailed myself with was, folks, if you're listening, go to antipills.com, set yourself up an account, and sign the guest book. If for no other reason than to let me know that it's working. Because I have no idea if it is. <laughs> uh, checking Google Analytics, I noted that on Sunday of this uh, this past weekend, I had I had I peaked at eight visits to the site. It's <laughs> really oh. pretty freaking sad. Um, 
and that's uh, that's um, you know it, you know it happens. It's it's what it, people are either going to go and look at it or they're not. And I make little attempts here and there to try and boost that. But at any rate, a shout out to Nev uh, over, uh, over in uh, Reading, England. Nev and Sarah. Who folks, uh, long, long, long time listeners, folks will know them as the uh, original podcasters of uh, Does My Geek Look Big in This? Yep. And uh, long time friends of IDDFOS and the Gutter Skypes. Nev, actually, I sent them an email saying, uh, Dude, could you do me a favor? Could you try just downloading, uh, buying and downloading one of these labels? The labels are a buck a piece. And I said, Just one. Just buy one and let me know if it actually happened. And he helped me discover that there was, you know, there was a bug in it and it was, wasn't actually behaving the way it was supposed to be. And I was able to uh, address that and fix that. So that's what I'm asking. I think I just, I think I just took a 25 minute chunk <laughs> out of the podcast. <laughs> hey man, it's your podcast. You do what well, you want. If people don't like it, you can refund their money. That's I do say that often, yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, sorry. Anyway, yeah, anti pills, folks, visit it, um, uh, set up an account, sign the guest book, and uh, uh, if something is broken, please let me know. There, that was uh, that was my long, 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 long commercial. And next episode, I promise, I'll just say, "Hey, folks, anti pills, been there? Okay, done." Mm. <laughs> So you won't be listening to this anymore. Ooh. Ooh. I heard a thing. I wonder what that was. Uh, I think that might have been Blanky saying that he'll be right back. Oh, Oh, okay. Because I heard a voice, and I think it was over on his end. So I think he got called away. Mm. Since he's not answering, he must have. Well, now that now that uh, Blind Geek ha, uh, has um, uh, scampered off for a little bit, I guess we should start playing. Yeah, yeah. good timing, Blind Geek. <laughs> Nothing to read. We don't have any um, feedback then. I did not get emails between the last episode and this one. That uh, well, I, I mean, private correspondence and stuff that uh, was never meant to be on the show, but. Aside from that, uh, no, I don't believe so. I hope I, I could be wrong, but if I am, then it'll easily be taken up in the next uh, in the next gutter skypes. But uh, yeah, <laughs> this really kind of like it. This is my fault. This is my fault for going on about anti-pills. Yeah, we love you. No problem. <laughs> Although, I, I, what I should have said was, uh, uh, Eric, if you want to toddle off, I'm going to be, I'm going to be talking for uh, close. No, I, I think he got called away. Oh, unless someone else has a, uh, unless someone else has a female human child, or a uh, a female human who sounds like a small child. Hmm. Did I hear you come back, Eric? Yes, breaking news. This is uh, it, Unfortunately, this is not a video podcast. If it was, then people would be able to see that I hold here in my hand. Well, you can hear the... This wow. is a 
bottle. Jesus. <laughs> That's the reaction I was going for. This is a Please bottle. What? Please don't do that again. <laughs> well, apparently that was extremely loud and trilobites had phones. <laughs> Mine too. I've got my volume turned down a bit. Wow. Me too. Is a, a bottle of of uh, anti-irritability pills, I believe, from uh, oh. from many moons ago. <laughs> and there is a certain amount of placebo effectiveness that these things have, because what started out as orange-flavored Tic Tacs mm. have now become Valium. Have now become... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Just been slowly subbing them in. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Orange so, flavored. Oh, that would be, uh, oh, uh, that's the bottle. Of, is this the bottle I sent you? Yes. Oh, okay. Pismo and Stankel's anti-aggravation pills. Aggravation. That's I said irritability, right. my bad. Okay, anti-aggravation pills, yes. And after the day oh, I've good. had, I'm chugging down these bad boys. Good, excellent. Um, just, uh, hey, if it's real volume, this ought to be an interesting game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, there we go. So I just thought I would throw that in because you were talking about them. And... Thank you, mm -hmm. thank you very much. Is, um, is yeah, that so... one of the options available at the uh, at antipills.com? What's that what? website, Blind Geek? Antipills.com. 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 <laughs> why, why am I hearing K-Side tune-up commercials in my head? That's hilarious. Better than, better than Furniture King commercials. Oh, it was Mattress King. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on down. Um, it, it absolutely is not. <laughs> It's not one of the options. Oh, well. They're all self-empty. <laughs> in fact, in the frequently asked question. No, listen. I'm, yeah, I'm done. I'm done talking about it. Folks, visit the site. You'll see what it was I was about to say. Wait, what site is uh, that? It is, it, it is now Trilobite's time um, ah. to reel us all in and tell us what he's got uh, up his sleeve or what we should be uh, concentrating on now. What? What happened? At last, my time has come. At last, I can have my revenge. <laughs> you will weep your wangi. I will weep my revenge. Excellent. <laughs> Throw him to the floor, centurions. <laughs> Throw him a waffle. <laughs> hey, speaking of centurions. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Enum. Yes. The main chapter house, the headquarters of the Century Club, located in Washington, D.C., commonly known as a philanthropic organization whose members throughout history have been people of unique skill and accomplishment. It is, in reality, the headquarters for an elite group of individuals known as the Centurions. Ooh. We go I'm now. hearing music. I'm hearing music in my head. Uh -huh. To a private drawing room in a secluded portion of the Century Club. Where three friends meet to discuss a telegram. Would you set the room would you set the scene for me, Anim? 
what's this place look like? What do we see as uh, we do one of those uh, circle fades in? It's got a proper name. I can't remember it. Uh, Iris in. Oh, no. Iris out. Iris Iris out. Iris in. To reveal reveal the scene, Iris out. To end the scene, Iris in. And if Mm. you're feeling particularly um, cartoonish, you'd get a dog snout stuck in the iris (laughs) so that it has to snap its nose back. Anyway, uh, what do we see? We see uh, two walls from floor to ceiling. They're about 20 feet tall. They are covered. Uh, The the walls themselves essentially are bookshelves. But they stop at the end of the room with a 20-foot ceiling, mind you, um, that has an atrium-style arched glass uh, semi-dome. Which, when seen from the outside, even as far uh, as long ago as this is taking place, uh, was was um, mirrored and tinted, so folks cannot see inside if they're outside. But people inside can see the beautiful countryside that this secret headquarters is located at. And there is but one uh, one main entrance to the room, double doors. About uh, 12 feet tall, very ornate, uh, six, seven panels with little uh, with little friezes on them, um, and a uh, and a side entrance, small, utilitarian, but uh, just as gaudy as the entrance doors, and a long conference table with a few uh, uh, sofas. Uh, small sofas and chairs scattered about the room for comfort and reading. Very nice. Very nice. So, Reggie, I said that we were here to discuss a telegram, but uh, I misspoke. Hmm. Uh, You had been summoned here by telegram uh, to meet a long-standing friend of yours, Someone you know who operates in the Queen's service. One Colonel Hartwick. Oh, Colonel Hartwick. How nice to hear from him again. You and he are the first ones to arrive. And uh, the others will be coming in just as you set the scene for what you and Colonel Hartwick, who is an upstanding example of uh, British officerhood, Chiseled features, broad shoulders, you know, uh, properly dressed, and all of that. So, uh, what are what are you two doing just as the door opens to admit your two friends? Ah, so we are in a private drawing room, and uh, <laughs> an opulent and beautiful one. Yes, indeed. And the um, set the settings are both plush and comfortable. Mm-hmm. In fine high-backed leather seats, and um, we have uh, the room has been arranged for us so that there are, are enough chairs in a small circle so that we can all sit and converse. And um, as the doors open to admit the other centurions, um, my friend and I have seated ourselves and are reminiscing over old times. Now, is Reggie the kind of fellow who'd be talking about uh, stories from the Great War? Some, no. Uh, some of the stories from the Great War, certainly. 
So that's what uh, you two walk in on as uh, Nikola Tesla mm. and Hank Bugle swing wide the that'll be, double that'll doors. Be Nick. That would be Nick. Nicola is my father. Sorry about that. <laughs> I keep thinking of Nicholas, Nicola, Nick Tesla. That was a meme that just happened for real. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Very you miss so Nicole Tesla. You miss so many things. <laughs> when you live I, under a rock at the bottom of the sea. I just got to say. I got the stupidest visual that is so completely out of place when um go ahead Reggie, Reggie was describing what do you walk in, what do you see when uh, Reggie and Hartwick are discussing it I just pictured walking in and seeing them trying to put a firecracker on a frog or something and blow up <laughs> a refined and serious gentleman like of the British Empire. Oh, man. Well, not, never in the drawing room. Just gruesome. <laughs> That's what the frogarium is for. Uh, yeah, I'm so, sorry about that. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. So, uh, blind geek. Yes. What's the uh, What's the discussion as uh, you and Hank come walking in? What have you guys been talking about on the way? Oh, uh, well, what have we been? We've been catching up on old times. Um, actually, no, we've not, not catching up on old times. We've been, we've been uh, catching up on, catching up. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't yeah, know yeah. why I'm having a problem with it. Go, uh, go, go. <laughs> um, Nick's got a lady friend that he's been courting for, uh, the past couple weeks, and they're talking a little bit about that. I, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to put, uh, events in Hank's, for me. Hank's in Hank's character's bio, so I'm I'm sure Hank has something worth talking about, and we're going over that. And as we walk in, yeah, for you, what I've been doing, I want to hear about this lady. <laughs> well, Colonel Hartwick stands. You uh, you two see a. A gentleman in uh, like a fine suit, uh, broad-shouldered, chiseled features, the bearing of a military man. Both of you would recognize it. Uh, roughly, uh, roughly your age. He uh, he stands sharply as uh, you come in. Reggie, long time no look at. Oh, and a, uh, and a new friend. How are you, sir? How are you doing? Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Bugle. Colonel Hartwick, Her Majesty's service. Pleasure likewise. Please come in. uh, Pour yourselves a libation and come and sit with us. Glad to know you, Colonel. I give off a salute. (laughs) He uh, returns a kind of slapdash salute with a wry grin. Ah, this must be the famous Mr. Tesla. Well, I don't know about famous, but I am... uh, That would be my father, but I am he. Oh, I tracked a bit of your work during the war. You raised quite a bit of interest in certain circles. It's Hmm. a pleasure to meet you in person. Well, uh, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. Well, yes, as uh, Forthright says, do let us sit down. And I believe Mm -hmm. that uh, a bit of scotch wouldn't go amiss. Ah, 
Yeah, because depending on who made the coffee, eesh. <laughs> mm, I don't understand the American fascination with that vile brew. <laughs> I, don't understand, place. I don't understand the uh, British fascination with kidney. Uh, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, domestic or foreign, uh, everything gets washed down with the with the right stuff, and I'm pouring <laughs> it all for you right now. I'll play bartender. Here you go. And, <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah just you. you know, fills a couple of tumblers and passes them around with the scotch, and uh, and uh, settles down with his own glass and starts listening. Ah, delightful stuff. Well, let's uh, cut right to it. I'm afraid time is pressing for me. I've got an engagement across town that I have to take care of. Uh, but I thought I'd take advantage of some old ties with forthright here. And uh, some of his extraordinary friends. You see, it's come to our attention that uh, the island of Talal, uh, perhaps you've heard of it. Uh, anyone here a major world traveler? I know that uh, Bugle is fascinated with, like, all parts of the world and stuff. Right, he was well. Okay, so you've, you, you've both heard of this. It's a British territory pretty much unoccupied by the British since the uh, start of the Great War when they withdrew most of their forces to other more vital areas mm -hmm. and uh, has long been claimed by uh, Pominia and Dakin. What part of the world is this in? In the South Pacific. And okay. uh, Pominia and Dakin are two... Uh, small but relatively affluent Iwin nations, and this uh, Iwin is almost smack dab between the two of them. Hmm. So this is like somewhere, what, east or southeast of um, Tahiti? Yeah, it'd be like pretty much smack dab in the middle of nowhere hmm. if it weren't for, you know, these other inhabited Iwin chains that are fairly close by. But you've got the right region. Yeah. Okay. It has come to our attention that the island of Salal has been the site of some unusual activity, uh, construction, and unusual shipments of materials. He passes over a list to you, Nick, and you immediately recognize a number of uh, rare earth metals, uh, components for extremely powerful electromagnets, and other high-tech, highly specialized supplies. Oh, wow, these are some highly specialized supplies here. That's, um, that one right there, that is very similar to the element I discovered back a few years ago. Indeed. It seems that Pominia and Akin have both taken an interest in work similar to what you did during the war and some of the things developed by your father. The thing is, though, there hasn't been any actual activity on Salal in quite some time, not since the British withdrew. These uh, two tin-pot nations have been fighting back and forth over it, largely blockading each other. So we're not exactly sure what's happening. And another thing, it's come up in connection with a name, one Charles Lowell, who 
I believe may have worked with your father prior to the war in his early days. Hmm. Charles Lowell. Um... Okay, just to just I have to tell you as a player, uh, when you said mm -hmm. the stuff you did during the war, I actually had to glance at my background sheet that I haven't looked at since I wrote it like <laughs> eight years ago to figure out what the hell I had been doing during the war. Damn, it has been eight years. Holy crap. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> wow. So if, so if there's something where you're like, he should know this, damn it. What is his problem? I apologize. No, 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 no. Feel <laughs> I would not hold you accountable for something from nearly a decade ago. I mean, the other stuff I've looked at many times, the aspects and stuff, but it's like, hasn't had reason to look at the background until... That's yeah, fine, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but that name, sounds, that name is ringing a bell, so I, I don't know. Um... um Anyway, um... His last project was a weather control device that went nowhere. But several of, his other idea, several of his other ideas were brilliant, I'm told, even if they failed to work in practice. Hmm. Well, if he's involved in all of this, well, it's uh, rather concerning to Her Majesty. And we wonder if uh, you might in the... Uh, name of old times and uh, old school bonds uh, a company or if you might uh, lead an expedition there forthright interesting so if I understand this correctly do you think that someone another nation or some private individual is setting up some kind of a base there indeed mm. I don't know what to make of all of this, but uh, Tesla here says that it seems in line with some of Lowell's work, or at the very least, uh, advanced scientific equipment. Mm -hmm. And do you have any idea where the funding for these, this project is coming from? Not a Bally One. Hmm. So we don't know who's backing it. If indeed it is not just a private research project. Whatever it is, it's most mysterious, and I've never won, or rather, <laughs> I've never been one to like mysteries. Not that I couldn't solve, anyway. I'm mm. sorry I can't be going with you, but uh, you don't mind terribly, do you, Forthright? <laughs> and I'm giving you a compel. You are terribly, terribly British. I know, no, for, especially for the good of the Empire. I have no compunctions whatsoever. And in fact, I'm looking very much forward to this uh, interesting mission. Take a fate point. Now, mm. Hank, Salal is in the far-off South Pacific, a place you've never visited, at least not this island. Better than that, a place my aunt's never been. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving you a compel because the world is happening. Mm. And I'm missing it. Mm. I got to ask you something, though, Colonel. What, what, what's your uh, 
there's got to be some fears behind this. I mean, Reggie asked a very pertinent question there. It's if you follow the money, you're going to find out who's good or bad behind it. And if uh, if nobody's got a clue as to who's paying for all these shipments, either Pomonia or uh, Akeen or this Lowell character, if nobody can figure that out, that should raise a red flag all by itself. Ah, you finished all the nose, my friend. You you can you can count me in on this one for sure. And Nick, I'm offering you a compel as well because your dad worked on something like this back in his day. Yes, he did, and uh, I don't even I don't even need the fate point to say hell yes, but I'll take it. Yeah, it's pretty much like an auto compel. Yeah, all right. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, if you please take that fate point. I, will take the I got just one more question. Uh, one more question, at least, Colonel. <laughs> uh, what 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 do you think is the worst? What what do you what do you think is the worst case scenario here? I mean, what what do you? What's your darkest fear connected with this thing? As, as so far as what might be going on there in Salal. Ah, wise question. Well. The worst thing would be if it were one of these uh, blasted doomsday machines, which uh, the older Mr. Tesla and sometimes uh, Lowell and a few others have been dreaming up. And I know none of them have worked out just yet, but I also know that sometimes that's due to timely intervention of the right chaps. Well, you can count on us or keep some, keeping something like that from falling into the wrong hands, those being uh, anybody that's got it. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, if it's there and it, or it's being built, then uh, we'll put a kibash on a kibash on that. Jolly good. I knew you were the men for the job. I smell- Her Majesty will be in your debt. Mm-hmm. I smell the shocking shaman of Shanghai in this. You do? Well... <laughs> That would indeed be uh, extraordinary. So, wipe. Wipe. Ah. Droning engines. Hmm. Can we get one of those cool maps with the the line that goes from uh, Washington, D.C. to... (laughs) Precisely. Sorry, you got to hear it in your head. You got to hear it in your head. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> a map going to the South Pacific, one brief stop off at a uh, small naval base to refuel and then on again because you're flying in Lucy, the Century Clipper. The most advanced aircraft of her kind, a long-range flying boat equipped with an experimental autopilot. In a few years, these planes will open up the entire Pacific to the Western world, but for now only one of them exists. I'm just glad the name Goose isn't in the name. <laughs> Ooh, I think I know who's... Oh, I don't want to... Never mind. I don't want to... Go ahead. What are you going to say? Because you're probably right. <laughs> Macro buddy! How's mm-hmm. it going? Well, of course, we're already on the plane, so that's kind of... Doesn't really... Is Is Max Silver piloting this plane by any chance? Absolutely. Wow. He said holding out a fate point. Okay. All right. Yes, yeah. Give me yeah. give me the fate point, and it's Mac. 
But I'll tell you what, my friend, you're going to have to fill me in on Mac. Oh, I'm going to make it work. Well, he's in the back of this. Uh, not that you really need his character if he's just piloting the. But for if you want the reference, he's in the back of the Spirit of the Century book. Ah, okay. Uh, and he's. Uh, <laughs> he happens to be one of the stars of the of the Saucy novels that came out, which I happen to be reading at the moment, which is why it was fresh in my mind when you said Lucy the, the Clipper. I was like, oh. That's cool. So, <laughs> and from my own experience, he's got a reputation for pissing off South Pacific yeah. beauties. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so he's not sure how exactly he feels, but he's glad it's going to be sort of a touch and go here. And uh, as he points out, he hasn't been to Salal yet, so there shouldn't be anyone there who knows him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, one of these uh, crimson lines, you know, flying in, and uh, we wipe to the uh, inside of the Century Clipper here, with the uh, the sound of droning engines, beautiful like diamond hard sunlight coming in. And the wrinkled azure mat of the South Pacific spread out far below. Long plane ride. This this plane has a has a, a, a spa is spacious enough to have a situation room and a table in it. Yep, and like little sleeping rooms. You know, they're very very small, but they're better than a submarine bunk, and certainly more luxurious. Mm. Not much better, but you know, by far, See, no doubt. Think of a uh, like a gorgeous turn of the century rail car mm. Mm. on wings. Excellent. Mm. With the added addition of you know a machine gun turret, but hey, can't be too careful. No. I, I hey I'd, I'd opt for two if I could get them. <laughs> Where is this machine gun turn? Top, bottom, or rear? Or front, for that matter. Located in the bottom, it's one of these, uh, like, ball-type turrets. Oh, that's excellent. These newfangled things are excellent. We wish we had those in the Great War. This one's a, um, kind of a, kind of a hemisphere on a, uh, on a cylinder. Uh, mostly metal with a uh, big, thick, armored windows on three sides, and mm. uh, a small seat with a single 50 caliber machine gun in there. Well, as, per as professional curiosity, I am of course going to make myself thoroughly familiar with this equipment uh, during our long, long plane ride. So you've had plenty of opportunity for familiarization and even some target practice. You know, swooping oh. low and firing at pieces of, uh, of flotsam. Making and sure everything is working optimally, yes. What have the rest of you been up to? Give me one or two things during this long, long flight. Well, Hank's been uh, uh, pouring over whatever maps the, the British, uh, British consulate or military have been able to provide. Of, uh, the layout of this whole Salal place, you know, best 
best approaches, what the shoreline looks like, what they know of the interior towns, villages, all that kind of stuff, just to familiarize himself with the lay of the land. Ah, okay. Well, Salal is your typical South Pacific volcanic island, somewhat more eroded than the less than the rest of them. Um, so a very low cone, uh, circular, with a volcanic lake just off dead center. The whole place is uh, rich soil, uh, volcanic rocks, and low rolling hills covered in sparse mixture of jungle and uh, tropical rainforest with some unique flora and fauna, including a unique species of coconut crab. (laughs) No matter where you go, there's always the coconut crab in the Pacific. (laughs) Right behind you. (laughs) Usually. Waiting. Or or in the tree. Yeah, got to watch out for them. Yeah. Drop and uh, Nick, how, oh, wait, wait, wait. As a result of that, um, Hank, please give yourself the aspect lay of the land. Hmm. Thank I'll you. Give you. I'll give All you two do. free uses on that. All I got to do is find the Sharpie that I found. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Thank you. Lay of the land. Write that on your forehead. Pop a mirror up so that you can see it. Don't forget to write it backwards. <laughs> or if you can do an ambigram. Well, that's you, you getting it. Okay, good. Two. Alrighty. Well, how many fake points did we start with at the beginning of the session? Uh, let's see. The normal, I remember, was quite high for Spirit of the Century. Uh, ten. Okay. So please start yourself off with ten. And uh, don't forget your bonuses for the, uh, the auto-compel just for the nature of the task. I was not. Okay, thank you. But of course, you're going to need them. No, you won't. Everything's going to be fine. There's going to be a formal dinner. You're going to do this course by course. That's right. A luau. <laughs> so, uh, Nick, what about you? Uh, I am reading a book and at... at Several points, I am heard to exclaim, that's not how it happened at all! And (laughs) slam, eventually slam the book shut and throw it across the cabin, and it lands upright to reveal that it is the latest Nick Tesla novel. (laughs) I like that so much, please take another fade point. Thank you. <laughs> Nick Tesla fanfic. I love it. Surely, dear boy, you negotiated for um, cre- creative oversight. <laughs> Please keep talking amongst yourselves. I will be back in just a moment. I'm so sorry. I'll be right back. No worries. Okie doke. Uh, well, well, what all they saying happened in that, that, uh, that book? What's going on? Oh, you put me... <laughs> well, they... they... It's, it's, Let me put it this way. Is this going to be something that's going to embarrass you if your new lady friend gets hold of it? Well, no, it makes me look really good, but it's not how it happened. I guess I shouldn't really, I mean, I well, guess you I, got a bonus there. Yeah, see? I know, but I mean, come on. It, whatever happened to journalistic integrity? Well, this is a purple prose <laughs> yeah. pulp novel, but still, come on. 
<laughs> people got people got to stretch some things once in a while to sell the books. You know that. Well, some things guess, they get right, other things they stretch. You know it. Well, then I guess I guess you don't uh, have a problem with how they portrayed you as one of, as a supporting character in this. Oh, am I in that one? <laughs> yeah. Look over here, page page. Can uh, I borrow that when you're done with it? Because yeah, I want to find out what. Here, here you go. Take sure. it. Take it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, if somebody somebody says uh, the, the the somebody starts coming up to me congratulating me on all kinds of heroic stuff that I do in this here book, I'm just gonna smile and nod and say, "Hmm." I ain't gonna deny it. I ain't gonna say, "Oh yeah, that was me." I'll just yeah. say, "Hmm," <laughs> and that'll be that'll be enough for them. They can just they can just go on reading more books. They just. They just make you out to be this stereotypical hayseed, and it's just, I mean, you're not that much of a hayseed at all. They make him out to be a stereotypical hayseed that looks like a carnival strongman. I think there's going to be a certain volume going to be made use of in the head on this here plane on the way back. <laughs> page by page. The pilot comes back, having set the, uh, the autopilot. And uh, says that while he hates to interrupt what seems like it's shaping up to be a good brawl. <laughs> there ain't going to be no brawl, except, except if maybe I meet the author of this here, uh, this here uh, pile of crap. <laughs> hey, what happens to a book if you feed it to spinning propellers? What happens then? <laughs> that uh, oh, no. you, have just, you have just passed Shark Island. Hmm. And uh, we'll be coming up on Salal shortly. Hmm. Now, uh, Nick, he says to you, yep. if you want, we can uh, take you in low over the competing armadas. As uh, they've uh, got some new weapons that I'm told are uh, based on some of your dad's work. Not sure if you heard about that. Well. No, I'm sure if Dad made it, I've heard about it. But uh, well, I'm I'm glad he's getting his his due uh, acclaim finally, because you know oh, they've happened him for a while. I, are you saying there's likely to be an, a naval battle in the vicinity? Hasn't been one in the last few years, Max says, but it could happen at any moment. Got two armadas facing off. Uh, been that way around Salal as long as I've heard tell of the region anyway. He kind of shrugs. So you want to fly in low or what, Nick? Uh, sure, he said, fly in. holding out a fate point. Sure, fly in low. That works for me. All right. Take your fate point. Okay. Maka goes back up to the front. And the pitch of the props changes rising to a high as you dive down not entirely gently Whoa. pulling pulling almost a negative G damn <laughs> and those of you looking out the windows see the ocean swelling alarmingly before Mac levels off. Scant stories above the blue waves. 
ahead, you can see two fleets of ships facing off in front of the low, rugged, green, volcanic island, which is uh, dotted with structures, and one whole front part of the beach seems to be some sort of large industrial or scientific complex. It's uh, raked angles, silver piping, and bristling antenna uh, call to mind uh, visions of the future or of uh, science fiction illustrations. Hmm. This don't look like no spot where they're planting plants to see how they grow or measuring monkey butts for naturalists. <laughs> I think something more serious is going on here. Hey, them two fleets, that's what, Pominia and Akeen? Those, 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 uh, those clowns flatten over this place? That should be if you, uh, well... You know you you read all about this. Yep, that's that's the two fleets. On one side, you can see uh, what look almost like updated Civil War monitors, heavily armored ships riding low in the water, great big turrets. On the other side are lighter, more modern-looking ships, uh, streamlined, swept back in crazy... Stripes and waves in contrasting blue shades. Mm. From several of these, tall towers protrude, circular rings around them, rising to a sphere capped on the top. You know a Tesla coil when you see one. Hmm. Yes, yes, I do. Okay. Well, so one side's a little bit backwards, and the other one's got uh, some of them modern conveniences uh, that your dad cooked up. Interesting. Don't sell the don't sell the one side short. Those um, small ships have big guns. No doubt. Mm. As gentlemen, I'd say we've got ourselves here a private little war. <laughs> Ding. Mac Mac turns back to uh, to smile, kind of looking over his shoulder at you at you guys, and is black or is backlit by a tremendous explosion from the island. Oh. You're all momentarily blinded, dazzled for a moment. And Reggie, mm. I'm compelling one of your aspects here. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let me try to do this correctly if I can. Mm. There we are. I'm sending you a secret message. Oh. Let me see. There we go. There you are. Let me know if you accept. Uh, I've got. Oh, there it comes. No, I don't think I got something. Hmm. Well, it doesn't seem to be working. Ah, that's okay. 
I'll come back to that and do that another way. So, okay. a great shock wave of strange crackling energy. Oh, I got it. Never from mind. The island. I found where it is. Okay, good, good. What say uh, you? Yes, that's good. Take your fate point. Okay. And describe what happens. What do the others see? Ah. The others see, uh, as, as your vision clears, you see that Reggie has, in fact, fallen to the ground in uh, an apparent swoon, though he, he does seem to be uh, unconscious. Oh my god. And the uh, the plane bucks sharply, the engines uh, sputter and die, and uh, you hear a hard bang from the cockpit. Bang. That's not good. <laughs> Never good. <laughs> Hank, C2 uh, Reggie, I'm going to go check and see what that was. I'm on it, Nick. Rushing to Reggie's side. Got a flask out. Checking his pulse. <laughs> this is no time, time for time alcohol. For... No, I'm just kidding. It's always a good time for alcohol. <laughs> you insane? Do you how have long... any... No, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I'll, how long I'll... is the round? Uh, basically an action. Oh, okay. Do you have any kind of medical skill, Hank? Ooh, do I? Wow. I know you've got plenty of common sense. Time to bring up the, uh, where am I here? Alertness, weapons, engineering, might, skill, endurance, guns, pilot, science, investigation, deceit, mystery, stealth. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he's passed out, but he looks okay to you. Yeah, he's got a strong pulse. He's breathing. He's got a pulse. Inert. Hmm. Eyes are fluttering behind his lids. Um, I'm just going to arrange him on his back and 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 uh, get one knee under his head, and and uh, and take take a sip from my flask and put it away. <laughs> As the plane slowly begins to lose altitude, you, Nick, moving through, uh, moving up along the gangway. Uh, which is, you know, the plane is is like bucking and uh, shifting from side to side. You can feel it losing altitude, like in the pit of your stomach. And as you reach the cockpit, you can see that Mac is uh, slumped back in his chair. He's uh, bleeding from his forehead. Looks like he hit his head on the console when the plane hit that weird shockwave. And ahead of you, to make matters worse, a monster wave is rushing out from the island. It, As you watch, it swamps and overturns several of the naval vessels, Ooh. rising higher and higher as it approaches. The plane is going to hit it unless you or somebody does something. Okay. Um, gonna move. Now, is he? 
Is he... He's out cold. Okay, he's... Right, I'm going to move him out of the way, get behind the, get behind the, the stick. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to attempt <laughs> to, uh, to get us out of the way of this wave. Okay. It's rushing up, filling the, uh, filling the windscreen, tossing boats like toys. Give okay. me a pilot roll. <laughs> uh, yeah, about that. Uh, hang on. Okay. Do not have pilot, but I do have. Oh, bummer! I got pilot at plus two. You know that. Uh, you know that Hank can fly a plane. Yes, but Hank is over there looking at. Uh, He's, yeah, he's pretty much right behind you. Oh, oh, okay. I forgot how small this plane is. I'm thinking it's like... Okay. Um, alright. Uh, well, is there time? I mean, I'm already here. I yep, just jumped yep. him out of... Okay, Hank! Get over here! We're gonna hit this What's wave! Uh-oh! <laughs> yeah, if there's room, I'm gonna dive my... I'm gonna dive my butt right into that seat... Uh, you know, I grab the stick and see what I can do about getting this big, uh, getting this big, uh, getting Lucy the hell out of the way. You hear the rumbling roar and a, like, a howling rush of displaced air, spume and foam rising up before you. The, uh, increasingly large sight of monitors and destroyers going vertical as you uh, you are nearly touching the wave at this point. Give me a pilot roll. I'll need a four or better. Um, do you have a might of two or more? Um, might I've got at good plus three. Okay, then you will get a plus one because you can just haul back on the stick as hard as you can. This is not this is fudge, right? This yep. is fudge, right? Okay. And I've got some fudge dice right here if you need them. I'm good for that. All right. I'm on Sorry, let me turn off my pacemaker. Okay. <laughs> I got. Uh, is that better? Is that better? <laughs> yeah, it is. Let's, let's yeah, move on. Much better. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, thank okay, you. good. <laughs> I'm not long for this world, but the audio is good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a plus canceled out. I got a neutral, and I got a plus. All right, so the di- the dice rolled me a, a one. Mm-hmm. I've got pilot at plus two. Mm-hmm. Then I got a plus one for the might. Yep, because you just haul back with your brawny fuse. Mm. So I end up with a four. There's another loud bang. You're jostled in your seat. Everybody kind of, like, rolls back and is tossed as the top of the wave hits the bottom of the plane. <laughs> and then you are free. Engines uh, coughing to life again. I kick the throttle and uh, try and get it, uh, try and get some altitude, try and get some altitude on this thing. Nick, uh, hold on to Reggie, make sure nothing falls on him. Sorry about the rough ride. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Trying to gain uh, altitude and, uh, uh, banking it away from uh, banking it away from the island. As you try to bank away, you see tracers and flak erupting in the air around you. 
And Holy smoke. The <laughs> remnants variety for me. The remnants of the two fleets are firing at anything and everything in the area, including each other, themselves, and you. This place has the aspect anti-air fire, which could make life a little bit more difficult. So, Tesla. Okay. Um, let me go. Oh, let me know when time's up. Okay. We'll do. Okay. What you doing, Tesla? Um. Okay, wait. We got. I'm okay. Give me a shoot. Okay, so you were heading toward the wave. Right, I got that you, part. You called it. You called out to Hank, who jumped in there, yes. hauled back as hard as he could. Yep. You just barely hit the top of the wave, giving the plane a violent slap. Right. But you're free, and the plane is like clawing for altitude. Engines fighting to come back to life. Right. Right. As Hank works in the cockpit. Um. Well, there's really nothing for me. I'm just making sure Reggie. Uh, making sure silver doesn't get buffeted around very much. Um, in all this, so holding Reggie and uh, Silver relatively steady. Yes, uh, Reggie, you begin to come around. Okay. Ah, uh, did did you feel that? That I haven't seen anything like that. Wow. Well, we're um, not out of it yet. How are you coming there, Hank? Yeah. Doing, doing okay. best I can. And now you can all hear the cannon, machine gun, and flak fire, mm. some of which is making uh, disturbingly light little tapping noises and the occasional <laughs> as it hits or passes through portions of the plane. So... Give me a pilot roll here, Hank. And I am compelling anti-air fire, so please take a fate point to give you a minus two. Okay, uh, I, I got a 101, a six, and a five, which means I rolled neutral on the dice. If I'm correct. Yeah. Sounds about right to me. Uh, so I'm at minus, minus two, but I got a plus two on pilot, so I'm at neutral, neutral, neutral. I think. Yep, that sounds right. So, the one of the engines costs flame, and you see a gauge, a very important gauge, suddenly drop down to nearly zero and begin rapidly declining toward that number. It's your fuel. Your tank's been holed. Wow. I'd give up a ride at the fair not to have to deal with this. We're uh we're we're uh we're a dead zero on motion lotion, folks. We're gonna we're gonna be uh we're gonna be uh hitting the water whether we like it or not. If we're lucky. I'm gonna go and look for parachutes. Okay, I'm going to make sure my gear's um, 
secured and we have as much of our gear as I can. Um, I'm still a little groggy, but I'm starting to come around, I think. And I have also sent you another message, Reggie. I saw that. Okay, good. Cool. Is that two times also? Uh, that's going to hang around until it's cleared. Gotcha. Okay. And I'm sure you can figure out multiple ways to do that. You're sure. gathering, uh, you're gathering everything. Nick, you've got the parachutes. Reggie, you've got the gear. And up front, Hank, you're fighting with the controls. And to make matters worse, from the strangely shimmering air over the island, you can see shapes like uh, scattering from the uh, from the island, like insects scattered from their nest. And as they approach, you can see that that's exactly what they are. Monstrous dog-sized insects. Combining the worst aspects of a termite, a wasp, and a dragonfly. They seem to home in on Lucy. Several of the giant creatures land on the windscreen and begin chewing. They're throwing away the very glass and metal of the plane itself. Silver's going to kill us. Okay. So, um, these insects are going to do five stress per round to Lucy. Lucy has five stress boxes. Oh, crap. However, if you can find some way to defend against them, you know, like attacking them or something like that, mm -hmm. that will knock their successes down. And that will give Hank an opportunity to make a piloting goal to actually choose a landing spot as opposed to doing something like a controlled crash. Reggie, toss me big thunder! Okay, so toss him big thunder, and I'm getting down into the turret. Excellent. I'm sorry, getting into the what? Uh, the, the, the belly gun. <laughs> turret is, is one of my... Uh, um, it's one of my... The things that, that drive you crazy. Oh. Well, it's a kind of a turret. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, dropping down into the turret, mm. and uh, you've got Big Thunder. So, hideous purple and green striped monstrous insects already chewing away at parts of the turret. Chewing away. Jesus. Chewing away at Jesus? No, no, the, the crackling coming from your mic there. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a simulation. It's a simulation. Okay, there we go. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's, that's what it sounds like in there. Okay. So you can uh, use your guns here as a defense to knock down the five stress that they're doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. give me a little bit of description and the guns roll. Okay. Yeah, we can um, aim for the... Um whatever seems to be a, a larger concentration of them, so that I have a better chance of hitting something. Ooh, um, you can try to do, like, a perception-based assessment first if you want to, you know, figure something like that out, since you are an experienced hunter and everything. Sure, I can tag my uh, aspect, learn shooting from Quigley, mm -hmm. to um, 
gauge the variables. Okay, so give me a fate point for that. Okay. Om nom nom. And you notice something immediately. They're organized into separate clouds of about a half a dozen individuals, at the front of which is a clearly metallic version of these insects. Its antennae are whipped back, and arcs of lightning are going back and forth between them. Hmm. It's like a Jacob's Ladder. Yes, I believe I've identified the target. These have, <laughs> these have the aspect, or uh, the insects you have discovered, have the aspect hive mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So, um, so we're going to be concentrating on the swarm leaders then. Very good. And um, I'm shooting at five. Excellent. And, uh, oh, excellent. Three pluses and one minus. So uh, seven plus my uh, add-ons. Oh, What's five. that bring you to total? Because that will serve as a bonus to Hank's roll. Okay, let me see. Uh, how much for the aspect, then? Um, that should be two. Two. Nine. Um, yeah, so let's say nine. So, give me a little bit of description of this. Make it okay. cinematic. <clears throat> cinematic. Okay, as the swarms are approaching, I take uh, careful um, assessment of what we are actually seeing approach us, and I see the in the leading each of the separate swarms is a metallic insectoid creature. So what I am going to do is gauging our. Uh, <laughs> gauging our speed and uh, hopefully uh, counting for the wind, uh-huh. I am going to fire a plenty burst. of practice. Right. I'm going to fire a short burst into each of the hive leaders that I can. They disintegrate in showers of fragments and sparks. The clouds break up almost immediately, and a number of the insects that are attached that you can see uh, drop off, ceasing their attack. So that gives then a bonus to you, Hank. Mm -hmm. Whoa. That gives a bonus to you, Hank. You've got a grand total of plus four as the air suddenly clears out. Looks like you can try to make a landing on the broad black sand beach. A long, like, not quite a runway, but like a very long courtyard or strange football pitch that's in the, like, high-tech complex which uh, looks like it's at least partially a smoking ruin, or you can try to land just beyond that. Okay, that uh, just 
I, I should probably know uh, this uh, player to GM, to GM. I should probably know this anyway, but Lucy is not a seaplane, or is Lucy is a seaplane? Is she not? Uh, Lucy is a seaplane. Yes. Okay. But she's got wheels. Yeah. She can land on the uh, on the land as well. So yeah. up to you. If you want to, if you want to make a uh, landing in the turbulent, boiling, foamy water, you can also do that. <laughs> I was thinking more of the lake in the in the volcano, but uh, I uh, that might take us uh, quite a bit further from where we want to be. I'm, I'm, yeah, you just don't have the altitude, and you don't have the fuel to get it. Okay, yeah, that, that's it. I'm, I'm probably uh, approaching glide now. So, uh, uh-huh. how how was how our initial uh, our uh, original insertion planned for? Is there like a a place on the island that we could land, or were we planning on doing a water landing? Well, there's a broad, there's the broad uh, stretch of beach, and and there's the uh, um, uh, football-like pitch uh, in the complex itself that's in ruins. I'd, I'd probably opt for the uh, uh, I'd probably opt for trying to make it to the complex to get as close to the action as possible. Okay. Originally, you guys were going to uh, like land on the water, arrange with whoever you needed to with the you know Paminians or. You know, uh, whoever is in control of the island, you know, uh, land and talk to people and then make a, you know, make a landing that way. Hmm. Okay, so you've got uh, the beach, that's uh, difficulty three. You've got the football pitch, difficulty four. And you've got just a bit beyond the complex, difficulty five. You have a plus four because the air is relatively clear. Bugs are mashing against your windshield, but there's hardly any of them attacking or chewing on the plane right now. I think Hank's going to probably, uh, he's probably going to, he's willing to, to uh, risk himself with some crazy stunt, but uh, not not uh, three other people. He's going to go for the more conservative beach. And, uh, and try and get the plane down there. So it's, uh, uh, you said a plus four? Yep, plus four, difficulty three. I'm still going to make you roll because you could crash in these conditions. Hey, <laughs> we'll find out. All right. Ooh, and I'm compelling uh, anti-air fire to give you a minus two. Please take a fate point. Um, I keep losing my sharpie. Uh, sadly, I got a negative. I got a negative one on the raw, on the die roll. Good. Let's see, neutral, neutral. I mean, neutral. oh no! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Take fate. Take a I wonder if maybe I should spend some of these uh, C's here fate points to re-roll. Can I do that? I forget. Sure. Because negative one is not good enough. Let's try this one more time. How many do I? Is it one or two or three? Three per reroll? I forgot. I do not recall. Does anyone know off the it top of It is. Head? You spend a fate point, declare what aspect you're tagging to reroll, and then you reroll. I'm going to. Uh, or you can add plus two. <clears throat> oh, I can add. Well. Yeah, you, when you when you tag an aspect, you can. Either, boy, it has been a while since we played this. Yeah, when you, you can you, reroll, or you can add plus two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in this game, you can also just spend the fate point and get a plus one, which is kind of neat. Yes. You don't have to tie it in if you don't want to. 
Mm. Well, that'll put me at. Uh, well, you said the 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 beach was three. Mm-hmm. So if I rolled a negative one, mm-hmm. and I spend a fate point, that puts me at uh, neutral. Mm-hmm. And if I started with plus four, and then had that knocked down to three, because mm-hmm. of the uh, anti-aircraft, then I'm three. Okay. All right, so I'm down to uh, I'm spending that fate point. Hell yeah! Pang, pang, pang! Bullets, shrapnel whizzing through the aluminum skin of the Century Clipper. One of them goes right by you, Nick. You actually see sunlight appear suddenly, and you're looking down at the beach. Hmm. Yeah. How far off the ground are we right now? Uh, you're on the ground now. Oh, okay. Never mind. And everybody, give me an athletics roll. Okay. I just need a success. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's plus four to start out with. Ah, love when they do that. Okay. Okay, I got a two. Good. So you find something to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Keep your feet. It's a bumpy landing. The plane hits the beach, rises up, seems to kind of like flex in the middle, then bounce back down, tilts to the left, tilts to the right, slews, comes to a halt. Nick, what you got? Six. You can easily, like, jump out and hit the ground running if you want. I will give you a free action. (laughs) Let's do it. All right, jump out. Um, Let's see how you bozos like lightning. Jump out. Hit the ground running. Good and... thing, because there's a swarm of these hideous wasp beasts closing right. in on you. I'm firing. Firing with big thunder. Excellent. <sighs> oh. That one hit the floor. Where'd it go? Crap. Uh, well, you know what? Check these three, and then I'll just re-roll one of them because I don't want to waste time looking for the... Okay, that's plus two. And... Okay, now we're at plus one. So my athletics... Was, oh, no, my, my uh, science, which I can use instead of guns for Big Thunder, is five. So the total is six. The lightning branches out. Actually, hang on. Before you before you give me that description, I'm going to add a fate point of what happens when I do this, uh, and add that make that eight. Then you discover as the lightning branches out, it does so attracted to several metallic versions of these insects. When the lightning strikes them, they drop like stones into the water. The other insects uh, drop, fly in circles. Uh, Some of them attack each other. In total confusion, you've discovered that they have the aspect hive mind. Ah, yes. Okay.
So, Reggie, you yeah. have uh, maintained uh, or you've kept your feet, mm-hmm. and Hank, you've brought the plane to a halt. Everybody's intact. The plane's seen better days, but any landing you can walk away from. Yeah, I, I, I didn't bump my head because I, I rolled a three on the dice and I got athletics at plus three. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So I, I guess I managed to keep uh, keep Mac from going through the windshield, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll go through the windshield later when he sees the damage that was done to his... <laughs> I, actually, ha- ha- Hank, why don't you get, grab Mac, and I'll grab uh, the, uh, some gear, and let's get out of the plane, just in case. That's right. We're, 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 uh, we're sitting duck here. Oh, I wasn't worried about that so much as the plane exploding. Little thing like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, I've got my. That'd make for a bad work day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ruin your whole week. Um, I will give you all a fate point if there is a fire which is spreading toward the fuel tanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell. <laughs> Everyone grab gear. <laughs> okay. So. Silver's gonna kill us! <laughs> a rifle in one hand and my pack in the other hand and I'm diving for the door. Excellent. That sounded to me like a unanimous uh, vote for the fire. Yep. yep. Yeah, I think maybe, uh, <clears throat> I think maybe uh, uh, grabbing Mac and getting him off the, off the ship and whatever uh, other uh, gear I can get my hands on um, so that we're all away from the plane. Anybody mm-hmm. shooting at it may think we're dead if it blows up, so mm. that's always a, a, an advantage. So, we, uh, so originally I was just thinking of finding cover from attackers, but I need to find cover from a possible plane explosion as well. And where are you going to do that? You're looking at what was once quite a beautiful black sand beach. It's mm-hmm. uh, marred by recent hasty-looking uh, construction. Large pipes lead out to the sea. There's gantries, walkways. Uh, a lot of it wrecked and warped, as is the complex from which they lead. That blocks most of this portion of the beach which is uh, 20 or 30 yards wide. It's a big, broad beach. And uh, out at sea, the battle rages. Is there a dune line near the center, uh, uh, towards the center of the island at the edge of the beach? That sounds good to me. Okay, okay, that's what we're heading for then. So the three of you sprint toward the dunes. Hmm. And, gentlemen, unless I miss my guess, which I probably do, isn't this around the time we usually wrap up? Oh, now we've got about an hour. We have an hour, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Like I said, I probably do miss my guess. (laughs) (laughs) Nice save there. Yeah, we're we're, we're still for another hour and five at least. Yes, Mr. Cat says it's not time for his crunchies. <laughs> Mike well, usually is a pretty good reminder. Also, he's got a great internal clock, but he's yeah, just now, passed out on my feet. 
I, sh- I shouldn't kid myself. He always wants his crunchy. Yeah. <laughs> Laboratory too. <laughs> Um, Black Sand Beach, as you're running toward the uh, toward the dunes and you duck behind them, I'm guessing putting the dunes between yourself and the ocean. Yeah. You know, and all the boats and everything else out there. And you the can fun. hear uh, you can <laughs> hear explosions and these uh, these wasp things are like buzzing angrily through the sky overhead. You're in a shallow depression. Uh, filled with uh, seashells, driftwood, and dune grass. And just ahead of you is the beginning of this complex. There's a kind of barrier wall that surrounds or is oh. integrated into the whole thing. And uh, there's like a, a two-foot kind of gap um, where like the, the wind and waves or just shoddy construction work has allowed part of it to be undermined. And uh, you can see several pipes here with thick, strong grating, although, uh, Hank, your keen eye tells you that this grating was just kind of like um, tack welded on. Bloody deja vu, just like the Great War. Hasty, shoddy work, I can't stand it. <laughs> they didn't. They, they didn't need. They didn't need no fleets or anything firing at them. This whole place would just fall apart after one stiff wind. Ain't no excuse for this. Ain't no excuse at all. <laughs> what were these in such a rush for? You want to build something? You build something. So it is what it is. Not so. It's just gonna. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Who wants to go inside? Find out what's up with this place. Well, let's well, <laughs> let's do it. Yep. Maybe uh, maybe I gotta get maybe I gotta get Max squared away here, or either up and on his feet, or someplace safe. Uh, I pull a flask out and wave it under his nose. Is the plane burning, or does it look like it might be salvageable? Well, the fate point I was giving, I thought the uh, the implicit be- understanding there was that the plane was about to explode. Okay. So as you're as you're peering your head up to check that, yeah, there's a uh, a dull crump. You feel a hot slap across your face. Yeah, as the plane goes up in a mushroom shaped cloud of black and orange. Right, that might wake Mac up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, silver's gonna kill us. <laughs> Okay, so that's not a safe place for him to be. What's that? Mac kind of wakes up when he hears the explosion and yeah. uh, turns immediately. He says, Lucy! And then he grabs his, uh, he grabs his side oh. and lays back. Now, you just settle back there and you, you hold your horses and, and calm, calm yourself down. You know you got good news and you got bad news, and I think you know which is which. <laughs> you got all your limbs, your head still attached to your body. You're still breathing, but it seems like it looks like you got either broke or cracked ribs, one way or another. You're in no shape, no shape to go carrying around and, and, and throwing a fit. It's, it's, it's a piece of it's a piece of equipment. It's going to be replaced. So you just breathe. Relax, 
and we'll move on from here. You want always. some of this? I hand him the flask. <laughs> Thanks. And always the optimist, Hank. He takes a uh, a healthy swig. Oh, oh, that's a little better. Yeah, they're all busted up. He's uh, he's down. He kind of like reaches down, gingerly touches his side. Mm-hmm. Well, you maybe best grab a weapon. Grab we grab yourself a weapon and dig in here. Yeah, don't worry about that. Wait, okay, so Blind Geek, does yeah. Mac have a signature weapon of some kind? Um, not, right, that if you I, don't know. not that I know of. Um, his main signature is the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's like yeah, one of those aspects is Lucy the Sky... He, <laughs> he reaches into it. He reaches into a shoulder holster. Well, this is obviously, you know, an earlier version. This is like Lucy, you know, Mark One. <laughs> he reaches into a shoulder holster, uh, pulls out a, a beautiful little pearl-handled revolver. I like to keep this handy in case of close encounters. You see so if you can get kind? us some transport. See if you can get us some transport out of here, and I'll uh, I'll fly us out if you get me to it. <clears throat> That sounds like a plan. Yeah. Sounds like the only plan, to tell you the truth. Well, before we go, I think we should find out who is controlling these bugs. Well, we've got the mission still. Exactly. Still on. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll worry about getting off of this island once that's done. I mean, these things have a habit of working themselves out. Working themselves out, yeah. Yeah, they do when you're around, Nick. Oh, Hank, Hank, before you go, promise me one thing. You'll leave the flask with me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> small price to pay for the amount of hardware you just lost. Besides, they may have some good drinking stuff inside. Who knows? Mm. Yeah, sounds good. All right, just make sure it don't blur your vision and keep you from uh, from uh, pegging off any of these old metal bugs. I don't know, you ain't seen them yet. You just uh, you just come around, but there's some uh, uh, great big giant metal bugs flying around here that like to chew up things and bite them. Uh, from what from what Reggie and Nick have found out so far, and from what I've seen, uh, you you got to go for the, the 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 big metal one, the one that leads the rest of them. You you take out one of them. They come swooping down, trying to trying to mess with you. Take out the big one in the lead, and you ought to be okay. Got it. Thanks. Now get out of here before your yapping draws any more attention. <laughs> Fair enough. Shall we head inside, fellas? Let's go. Okay, we're ready to go. This is your now do. So you're looking at uh, in this in this little like gulf or a gulch or trench that you're in. You got a couple of these pipes with the like shoddily welded grills over them. You got a uh, a decent climb over this like barrier wall, or you know, there's the beach off to either side. Uh, you got options. Do the barrier wall. Barrier wall. That sounds quickest. 
barrier wall up mm. and over. Yeah. So the wall is uh, sloped, um, gritty concrete of a kind. Uh, Hank, you know this is just like um, really quickly made, probably has too much salt in it, like it's already kind of starting to fall apart. So it affords plenty of purchase for you to get uh, up and over. But if you're going to do it quietly, or if you want to try to do it cautiously and remain hidden, I'll need some kind of roll from you guys. Okay. Climbing, it's not a problem. Well, I guess that would be stealth then, not athletics. Well, crap. (laughs) Okay, is it possible I can help them with stealth? Yes, absolutely. Reggie, if you're in the lead, then uh, they can use your roll. Okay. Uh, Oh, good. Excellent, because mine mine died at the bottom. Okay, so my stealth is four. And I'm tagging my aspect ghost in the night. Nice. So that tells me that uh, some of these uh, support buttresses are providing shadows and a bit of visual cover. But uh, to fully tag your aspect there, I'm going to need some justification. So give me something brief but cool. Give me something cinematic. How are you leading your friends over and how are you remaining unobserved? Okay. Well... Uh, what time of day is it? Or night? Yeah. It's a little bit past, well, well let's say it's uh, early afternoon. Mm. Uh, clear day, you know, beautiful South Pacific, or, you know, it would be beautiful South Pacific summer day. There's uh, smoke and uh, mist and you know, the general chaos of battle. Parts of the complex are are burning, so you know there is a little bit of chaos in visual cover there. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's all the broken um, construction and equipment we can use yep. as to, to, to block us from the sight of uh, anyone in the buildings. Works. Okay, so I got. Um, I'm going to use a. <laughs> I wound up with a one minus, but. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tag. Can I, I can use another fate point, right? To um, uh, reroll? Yes, that's no oh, problem. I, I need another aspect for that? Uh, yeah, but you know what? You can use the uh, ruined complex, ah, which is an good. aspect. I can tag the ruined aspect. Good. I like that. Yep. Okay, that's better. That's a, <laughs> that's a one. Okay, so um, one, two, four, four, five, six, seven. Nice. Creeping low through every available shadow, sliding under parts of like uh, a ruined crane that's laying on top of this, and uh, slipping down through some smoke near uh, like a greasy fire that's burning where some unidentifiable piece of equipment has been reduced to slag. You reach the interior of the complex. It's a sprawling place, numerous uh, sub-complexes and buildings connected by gantries, catwalks, uh, and like partially open tunnels. Uh, everywhere are the signs of blasts, as of bombs, uh, damage, and something that has left uh, peculiar black tracks on surfaces and melted all of the metal and glass that it has touched. There are also gusts 
of wind here, which are carrying not only smoke, which reeks of burning metal, asphalt, and flesh, but also a grayish, gritty mist, which stings your eyes, nose, throat, and lungs. It burns fiercely in the lungs. Uh, it is, in fact, doing one point of stress. Ooh, for, okay. So everybody, please fill in your first stress box. As this stuff burns, it feels like it's setting your lungs on fire. So as discussed, this place has the ruined complex aspect. Mm-hmm. It goes off uh, east and west along the uh, along the beach, and it, as you saw, it was shorter north to south. You know, moving inland. Is this right? It says I have seven. Wow. You have a lot of stress. I saw that. Oh, I forget. I believe they call it health, right? Well, there's health and compo. Oh, that's right. Because in in Satsi, you start out with five. I'm so used to fate core now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you start out with five, and then yeah. you, and then if you add to your, like, with an endurance skill, I think you get plus two. That's where that came, depending on what your rank is in that skill. Okay, mystery solved. I was just had to, had a momentary memory lapse there. Okay. So, yeah, mark off your first health, and as you guys are moving through this or going wherever you're, you're going uh, in this environment, uh, make up whatever might be here, and we'll say that it's there. You can imagine the type of place this is. Well, let's see. So there, there's some outbuildings which were apparently once used to scare as um, barracks, mm-hmm. and um, we're going to want to assess pretty quick as we're moving inward whether or not they're they've been used or occupied or if they're abandoned. So moving up to check one of these buildings, which is clearly a barracks, the uh, door is uh, was metal and uh, has been reduced to a puddle of slag. Inside, there are several blackened and charred bodies, reduced to almost skeletons. Uncle Owen? Aunt Beru? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Oh, man. Didn't mean to ruin the mood there. Okay. Mm. Um, I think this is where I need to tag that new aspect you gave me. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to assess the um, area using the aspect scenes from another world. Excellent. And let's see what I have to use on that. Um, That would be mysteries. Mysteries, right. Okay, I have mysteries at three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. I need to use another fake point to tag that, right? No, that but that bad boy has two free uses for you. Oh, excellent. Okay. Okay. Ooh, good. So that's a plus one. And 
What did I say that was? Um, find my character sheet. So that's a total of six. Oh, no, that's six, right. Okay, good. And um, so what, what can I, can I determine what's, um, so what, what, what the weirdness might be here? Indeed. Yeah. There you are. Oh, good. Here we are. And you are free to describe or relate that however you like. Okay. Um. Well, what's what's first of all obvious is this this area has been shelled, <clears throat> though. What's weird is is that the and then these tracks are very strange, but it's hard to tell whether the shelling occurred first or or these tracks were made first. It's almost like some of the tracks occurred before the shelling and some of them after, but they're contiguous, if that makes any sense. I'd almost say these were the tracks of a some kind of some kind of crustacean or arachnid, but they're much larger than anything I've ever seen like that. Do they look like the tracks that could be made by those bug things we were we were t- fighting? Possibly, but whatever made this is much bigger. Hmm. Much bigger and hot enough to melt glass and and steal doors, and also killed it killed these people. Yeah, they 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 ain't got the they ain't, they ain't left the corpses of somebody they got shelled. They got they they got parboiled something fierce. Poor guys. Oh, there's also signs that some bodies were dragged off. Hmm. What do you say? Should we follow the tracks? Yeah, I think we should. Okay, so tracking, excellent. Tracking over concrete and through the chaos of bombs, explosions, and whatever else has happened here. Well, I I do have a, I I do have an edge. Is that I have? Yes, you do. I have a spirit guide. Yes, you do. And now, you can pay a fate point to have him manifest, or mm-hmm. it'd be about a minute or so using mysteries and whatever, like, cool ritual or meditation or whatever you use for that. Yeah, we're not in a hurry for this right now. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and... Um, let's see, I was, I was working on a name for him. I'll, work, I'll let you know when I come up with that. No problem. Okay. So, I, um, I I I tell my friends to take a short break, I'll, and uh, then we'll continue on with our tracking. And they they are familiar with my ceremony. I think they've seen me do it before. 
Yep. Now, while this is going on, what are you two doing? Keep in mind, there is, there is still this strange, gritty, gray mist in the air, which is going to continue to do one stress to you every round. Oh, crap. Okay, well, oh, I didn't really... I don't know. Something can be done about it. We've got yeah, to be up to like six at this that. point. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a little bit more, you know, free-flowing, timey-wimey okay. narrative than that. But you're going to have to do something about it. Okay. Um, is it through the breathing of the, the gas? Yeah, whatever this stuff is. Although it's also, uh, yeah, it like it's burning your eyes a little bit. But you, uh, you know, you just kind of get a little bit watery. You've, man, everybody here fought in the Great War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mustard gas. Yeah, it's almost like that. Although if it were proper mustard gas, you know, you'd all be, you'd all be just laid right out right now. But yeah. it's, um, it's, uh, you know, when it gets into your lungs or it gets into your nose and throat, that's where uh, it's really uh, burning and almost feels like it's trying to eat away. Well, I can tell you what I'm going to do before I start my ceremony. Then, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm going to take my um, my uh, kerchief and wet it wet it down with my canteen and tie it around my face so that I'm breathing through the damp cloth. That should be good enough for now, as long as you can keep that damp. What mm-hmm. about the rest of you? Give uh, me to it. What he do, I do same. Excellent. So I suspect Tesla might have another idea. <laughs> yes, I'm going to tag for effect. I'm going to use a fate point and tag my uh, aspect. Dad was working on something like this back in his day. And uh, I pull out of my handy-dandy bag of many things that every pulp hero has um, a Rather bulky-looking. Um, actually, I'll tell you what it what it looks a little bit like. If you've seen the sleep apnea machines, it looks kind of like that. <laughs> gotcha. And cool. I I slide the mask portion over my. It's an audio thing, Eric. They can't see you. I. We know what you're doing. <laughs> Uh, over my, I, over... I, I do the same thing all the time. When I was doing the aerial fight, I was using my hands to describe the relative positions of things. Uh, I slide the mask over. As, as Bambi often says, you cannot talk about airplanes without making little hand airplanes. <laughs> That's a fact. I slide the mask over my face and uh, turn. It's a little smaller. I mean, it is portable, so it's not. Uh, I turn on the the. Uh, I I pull the switch, flip, flip the switch rather, yep. and yep, makes a, and I'm breathing in filtered air. Excellent. So you are good to go. The rest of you, as long as you can, uh, you know, keep those handkerchiefs wet, you should be fine. I settle back and just uh, keep my eyes closed and listen to whatever it is Reggie's ceremony is going on about to, just to keep the gas out of my eyeballs and, and breathe shallow. Excellent. 
So then that means, Nick, I'll need you to make a perception roll, please. Okay. Let's see. Just looking at skills here. Okay, alertness is at plus two currently, so... I am too busy adjusting things on my my uh, Tesla mask. I think that's what I'm going to call it from now on. And, I like uh, it. And, that's uh, trademarked. That's right. And I do not see a damn thing because I rolled a uh, minus one and my alertness is only at uh, two. Excellent. Then I'll get you the results of that in just a moment. I'll be right back. All right. And while I could use fate points, I think it's more fun to let it fail. Let let the failure stand. Oh, I come up with a lion name. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, We call him Oniaki. Didn't we come? Didn't you come up with a name for this guy before? I thought you did. I, I might have. I didn't write it down. Yeah, but you didn't like Fluffy. Well, yeah, he, he, he did not. That's true. <laughs> you don't want to have a pissed off spirit guy. That's just not a good thing. Oniyaki. All right. I wrote it down. So there. Oniaki is the name of original forthright spirit guide. Now you have to, of course, explain what that means. Oh. <laughs> well. You didn't just grab a bunch of syllables and slap you. Unless you did, in which case, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's, a, it's a variant on great spirit. Cool. All right. Yeah. Let's see now. Okay, this music is completely inappropriate. Let me... Maybe you ought to play the um, Sky Captain again. Is it going? I'm not hearing anything. Uh, no, I've got it in my earbuds. I'm hoping it oh, doesn't. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't come over the. Rec- it shouldn't come over the recording. I think the, the way it's got. It, I didn't think of that until it was too late. But uh, well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not hearing any of it. So yeah, I think it'll be all right. Sorry about that, gentlemen. No worries. Are you back in on? Are you back in on your headsets or audio or whatever it is? Because you're sounding way far away right now. Ah, that's because I did not lower the microphone. <laughs> oh, dear. Ah. <laughs> uh, we've all been there. Very yep. cool. Like where, like earlier today. Where are my damn socks? Oh, they're on my feet. Oh, how sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, Nick. Yes. You're adjusting, moving things, kind of yep. fiddling with a couple fiddling settings. A couple, yep, you exactly. think you see some, you think you see some motion kind of out of the corner of your eye, and it, as you're thinking that that might have been something or might have been nothing, hard, chitinous little hands are grabbing a hold of your mask. And of Big Thunder, 
Oh, no, they just, at it. they just think they are. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, do I need to roll initiative or? This is going to be either might or athletics, whichever one's better for you. Okay, uh, probably athletics. I was, let's see, because I don't even think I have might, so yeah, it'd be athletics. Uh, athletics is ah plus four. Cancels itself out. These dice are pissing me off. It's good for drama. Okay, <laughs> I am at plus four. So you managed to hold on to Big Thunder, mm. holding its uh, holding its handles as uh, a score of small spider ant-like things. Uh, portions of them are upright, so they've got four arachnid legs and four arms with grabby little hands. They're like the size of small monkeys. And a whole team of them are chittering, hissing, and tugging violently at Big Thunder, while another group uh, are climbing up onto your back, shoulders, and head to try to pry the mask off and away from you. All of you hear the sounds yeah! of this. And, Reggie, you can either continue with your meditation uh, easily enough or, uh, and, you know, pretty much finish it automatically, mm-hmm. just tuning out you know, the sounds of the uh, the world of the elements around you, um, or you can break it off here to respond. Mm, I'll continue. No, no, I, I could always restart this, right? Yes. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's better to take care of what's going on first. So you Cause... open your eyes to see your rifle being dragged out a hole in the wall across the room by a group of these hideous spider ant-like things with their upright upper right. bodies. Right, going for that. Um, it's going to be athletics to die for it. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. Athletics. Athletics is a two. Okay. Uh, that's a zero from the die roll, so that's a two total. You spring forward and grab hold of the stock and a portion of the barrel. You've got it with both hands and your feet braced on either side of the uh, of the hole that these things are trying to drag it out through. Now, Hank. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of weaponry you got on ya, or any other interesting tech you might have? I got, uh, um, uh, the kitchen drawer pocket. Mm-hmm. 
And I've got a sidearm, just a regular a regular uh, revolver. So while you were closing your eyes around the time you hear this uh, you know, melee erupt around you, uh, you become aware of uh, deft, light little hands rummaging through your pocket and something violently tugging away your sidearm. Hmm. It's going to be uh, might or athletics, whichever is better for you, to hold on to these things. I got them both under, I got both might and athletics under plus three. So, let's see what happens here. All right. Neutral. Negative. Negative. Plus. Those two cancel out. That's negative one. Uh, So that puts it at two. Okay. So these guys uh, beat you by two. So which one are they starting to make off with, and which one are you still holding on to? I'm uh, keeping a hand clamped over my pocket and pull- and hauling out one of them little pincer suckers away from my pants. They can keep their revolver if they figure out how to shoot it, and I'll learn how to duck. But I'd much rather punch these things and try and shoot at them. But I can get myself another gun some other time. Sounds good, and it sounds to me like that's exactly what you're doing. Mm. Wham! I got plus five under fists. Yes, you do. That's, that's what uh, folks have been calling me. Uh, the folks who get the books right instead of saying, hey, see. <laughs> yeah, they got the fist from the farm. Everybody knows that. So, uh, all right. So that's plus, that's plus. A plus one on the die roll. And I got fists at five, so six. Wow. So these are tiny, spiny, chitinous little buggers, you know, the size of like a like a golden vervet or some other small monkey. So how precisely are you demolishing them? <laughs> so, uh, well, one 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 uh, uh, one fist straight down onto the uh, upper portion of one of them to snap it back on itself. Crunch and splat. Are these meta- these aren't metallic. They're living, right? They're organic. Yeah. And when you bring your uh, when you bring your fist down on it, it's like the world's biggest June bug. Mm. Okay. Messy but satisfying. <laughs> keep your little keep your little pincer to to uh, erratic spider crap to yourself, and then uh, and then uh, uh, one more sweep of the hand and a kind of a roundhouse. Um, uh, coming from the side to uh, sending several others flying. That's yeah. right. Hank Bugle in form. Sweep them off. Nick, what are you doing? Um, I am these, going. These little bastards are all over you. Yeah. Um, I am going to. I'm using a. I'm basically. Uh, stop dropping! Stop dropping! Roll! I'm rolling all over the place. Nice. Okay, that'll be athletics versus theirs. Okay. Several of them are already like dropping off and falling away from or being crushed by you. They got a grand total of one on their roll. Okay. Um, this is not the greatest roll. I mean, that's a plus one. Um. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to re-roll, I think. 
Actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to add two because I got plenty of fate points. Um, I'm going. If you can think of a good aspect, you can also just spend a fate point in this and get a plus one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't. I don't like doing that because that's like the least economic way of. Do- okay, so I'm spending one fate point for. Um, quick as lightning. Nice. Um, I'm spending another fate point to add plus two with I love a good fight. And since I wasn't sure until I tried this whether or not these were mechanical or organic insects, I'm going to go ahead and use a third for what happens when I do this. So that makes my total (laughs) um, five plus... That's 11 shifts. You stop roll right into the main mass of them. They jump all over you. They're biting. They're stinging. It's like rolling through a patch of screeching nettles. You're crushing them, laying about with hands and feet, just rolling right over them, and you end up face-to-face with one that has lenses in place of one eye. Obviously, mechanical lenses in place of one eye. And two antennae sticking up out of its head Lightning arcing up between them like a Jacob's Ladder. Okay. I would like to add a little bit to the description, if I may. Please. Um, as I'm rolling, part of what is causing them to be crushed is thunder, big thunder. I don't know if... I haven't mentioned it this session, so I don't know if you remember. Big thunder is almost like a proton pack. It's kind of got a backpack yep. portion. So mm-hmm. uh, I figure some of what's doing the crushing is the big box of electronic parts that yeah because they're trying to thing. grab a hold of and it just like even <clears throat> as in, even as you're rolling over yeah i just wanted to throw that in there so yeah i'm gonna need to clean off the casing when i'm done but oh well and because you're quick as lightning and you got uh so much spin on this you can easily grab that thing um crush it whatever you want to do oh i get another okay i'm gonna I'm going to nail it with Big Thunder. Just It explodes. Nice. Okay. So, that brings us then to Reggie. Yes. Wrestling with some of these things. Several more have piled onto your back. They're uh, pulling at your hair, at your ears. They're uh, they're. They're biting, scrabbling all over you, as okay. more grab onto your rifle on the other side, and uh, it's becoming a pretty even contest here. Right. I'm going to spend the fate point to summon my spirit guide immediately. Excellent. Now, your uh, spirit guide, it says that you know uh, your spirit guide may be visible to others. So I think in the past you've, you've decided that it was, right? Uh, it has a choice. Oh, okay. I like that, too. That works. Mm-hmm. And um, I re- if I remember correctly, uh, it has the advanced skilled, but I'm not sure if a skill was ever chosen for that. For what I've read in the book, that means it gets one skill. That doesn't mean ah. it's the only thing it's capable of. It's just, you know, that's what it would get bonuses to. You're right. I, I reserved that. And it just never came up. And I don't feel like it has to be set in stone, but, you know... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, had quality and communication mental. And, and 
skilled, which I never quite figured out what skill it would be good at. Don't feel um, like you have to choose it right now, but if one becomes advantageous, like I said, I don't feel like it's going to be set in stone or anything. Right. Um, but considering how he's, you, he, I've used him in the past, some sort of a combat-related skill would be um, um, implied. Yeah, they're pretty much intangible, but mm-hmm. um, maybe, I, I believe there's an intimidate in this, right? That would work. That would work. That would explain uh, how he could have a phys- uh, effect in combat. And also, okay. he's, you know, a giant spiritual lion. That's uh, <laughs> that's naturally intimidating. I don't know okay. about you. Uh, when I'm fi- If I were uh, to face down a lion, I might be a little bit nervous about it. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll write that in there. Okay. Okay. Works. Okay, so... Um... Did anyone say anything about the the fact that these swarms have leader bugs also yet, or is he just too busy dealing with it to mention it? Sounds like everybody's pretty much too busy dealing with it. Although, like at this moment, as uh, the lion springs into being, mm-hmm. uh, leaping forth from the very air itself, mm-hmm. you can hear the sound of big thunder firing outside. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, good. So, I guess the lion will try his intimidate roll against the bugs then. Awesome. Now, let's see, that had quality fair, which I believe uh, that advances it to two. So, uh, you should have a plus two on that if I'm reading things correctly, which is unlikely. (laughs) Well, we'll go for that for now. Okay, so intimidate two, um, and gosh, wish he could tag himself with an aspect. Let's see. <laughs> well, I guess the sudden appearance can be considered an aspect, yes? So let's see if he needs that. For a modification. Okay, well, I got the, the vote came out neutral. One plus and one minus. Okay, so that gives him a two, which I'll just straight tell you is enough. Oh, good. These guys got a, a flat zero. Well, they got ah. minuses, so it came, out, it came out as a zero. Right. So the ones that are on you just scatter as the lion uh, leaps from the air and uh, lets loose a terrifying roar these things run for every nook cranny and crevice just like vanishing um freeing up your back that's going to give you a plus two on uh i'm going to call it just a might roll okay to uh to pull your rifle back here all right so that's a and here you're looking to be a three because there's a lot of them over there What you got? What you got? Uh, I got? I got a one. And I have to a one it. total. Yeah. The rifle is slipping from your fan, from your hands. So I'm 
going to uh, I'm going to ask Tag for a reroll. Yeah, sounds like you got some serious minuses. Okay, good. So that's a plus. That's a, a two. So a total of three at the moment. Excellent. That's what you need. Okay, good. You wrest the rifle from the uh, chitinous little pincer hands of the uh, the group on the other side. There's a, a loud, wet explosion from outside, like a firecracker going off on a frog. Oh. <laughs> yes, th- thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. And uh, the group outside uh, stagger actually clutch their heads. And uh, all of you can see this. They're peering around in confusion, but only briefly, before they scamper off as fast as their four legs can carry them. Okay. So I can make the connection that I've seen this before with the flying ones. Yes. Okay. I should think so, anyway. Uh-huh. All right. We are out of combat. All right. Um, okay, well, I guess we'll pull ourselves together before we, and then get together for having the lion to help me track to see uh, where we're heading. Hey, so, can we see what direction these things ran in? They ran in all directions. Mm. They okay. just were scattered and confused. Okay. You guys fighting off those bugs gives me an idea for my next invention. <laughs> Makes, makes gives me an idea to start carrying a shotgun. No, this is awesome. I you or this is awesome. Yeah, like they used awesome in the 1930s. You're fine. This is brilliant. And I, it, it's uh, I just uh, I I that, did you see how that thing exploded when I used big thunder on it? That was swell. Yeah, I think I'm going to call it a bug zapper. Be great for summer when we're trying to barbecue. <laughs> Bug zapper. That How beautiful the light is. How compelling. <laughs> <laughs> no, bug zapper. You're right. Kind of a stupid name, but I'll come up with something. Mm. I'd buy one. <laughs> okay. okay let's... So, ruined complex. Smoke, flame, strange energies. Yeah. Tracking the beast back to its lair. Uh, strange energies, you your... say? Wait a minute. Strange energies? Let's not let that pass uninvestigated. <laughs> uh, you saw that with you saw that with the explosion, like you know, uh, weird crackling energy racing out from the island. Gonna... And the air itself is still shimmering slightly. I'm going to make a science roll, see what I can determine about this energy based on my experience with electricity. Oh, but my friend, it's weird science. Hmm. I that's one of my stunts, actually. Oh. Let's see if that works any <laughs> let's see if that does anything for me here. Because I'm not sure. Hang on. No, I don't want skills, I want stunts. Weird science. Use From my heart oh. and from my hands. Hmm. Why don't people understand my intention? Sounds familiar. Where did I hear that before? Um, uh, it was the uh, I think it was the theme for the movie Weird Science. 
Oh, right. That, that was the little chant they had. Yeah. Use improvements or it's like weird science. Enable engineering to inc- or enable engineer to include weird science improvements for. Civil- yeah, yeah. So you you have an understanding of it, so you can use science. Okay. Cool. But tell me how you are using science. Um. Well, what are I'm you doing. I'm I'm looking at the energy as it's coruscating around um, us and. Uh, Thinking back on my various experimentation with electricity, both from both my own and and things I saw my father do back in in the day, and uh, let's see, holy crap, eight is the final result. <laughs> wow. wow. Where are you when I'm trying to do some really cool combat thing? Damn dice! <laughs> <laughs> yep. The electrical experiment that uh, destroyed your house. <laughs> oh, I remember it well. <laughs> With the one that, in fact, got you started down your your current path. Your father was attempting to communicate with the beyond. Oh yes, that's not unlike when, when uh, Reggie and I had to. I was kidnapped by the shocking shaman of Shanghai to try to, uh, <laughs> try to to animate the dead. And not to mention uh, Rakto. That's right. The Hawaiian anarchist. That's right. Yes. So it all it's all coming together here. That devious Ooh. fiend used these same etheric frequencies. Based, you're sure, because, you know, this, uh, there is a strange shimmer to the air, an almost imperceptible keening, and uh, the phantom flickering of St. Elmo's fire, just visible at the corners of your eye. It's exactly like what your father developed with a disgraced college professor who was a friend of his for a short time before they're falling out, a guy named Tillingast. Hmm. And something like this would need to be located uh, to be producing these kinds of energies. You'd have to have a like a substantial supply of of coolant. It would be generating a lot of heat. And uh, given the intensity, you're near the edge of the uh, of the like field of effect. Okay. Uh, I relay that. So it's almost almost certainly not getting its cooling from the ocean. Okay, so I relay that information to the guys. Uh, I could role play it, but it'd basically just be me parroting back what you just said. So let's not waste time. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fine. And uh, so, and I say, so I would say it's coming from over. Let's see, the ocean's not the way. What what else is in the immediate area? I'm sorry, the. We got buildings. We're in an outbuilding, need, right? Wait, yeah, I'm, I've lost our setting in the midst of all the combat you're, and stuff. You're qu- you're quite a distance from what must be the uh, the center of you okay. know, this very powerful field of effect, and uh, 
So it's clearly not getting it's it's clearly not located anywhere nearby. Can I get a but it would need it would need a lot of coolant. Okay. Yeah, we need a lot of coolant to get uh, cool to make this work. And I'm sorry if I'm doing weird microphone things. I've got an itch that will not go away, and the mic is next to my neck. So, okay, done. Ew. A lot of coolant. Where they got he's got a built-in pool of fluid, and not a great big volcano thing. Maybe he's using that lake water. Are you telling me there's some kind of electro gizmo for talking to ghosts on this island? No, what I'm saying is that's what we were experimenting on when we discovered this similar a similar energy to this that we have well, right is there here. We, here. Is there something we can wrap ourselves in or smear, or smear all over our faces or, or, or uh, hold up as a sheet between us and it so we can get closer without... Uh, Without us uh, wigging out anymore. Or? Uh, well, let me let me examine some of these bug mechanical bug parts. He said, holding out a fate point, and see if I can whip something up, some kind of a Abs- quantum field uh, scrambler. Absolutely. Okay, so that's going to be ten. I'll take that fate point, All right. and uh, I'll need an engineering role from you using uh, weird science and a little bit of description. Okay. Okay, let's see. And... Subscience for engineering when making gadgets. I'd say this qualifies. Absolutely. Alright, so that's going to be starting at five. Six, seven, six again. <laughs> Stupid minuses. No! Back down to five. Okay, well, I'm going to use some more. Um... That's more than enough. Oh, okay, well then never mind. To, engin- to engineer a shield here. Okay, well then there we go. Um, the the part, the, the shields aren't pretty looking. They're It's basically using like hunks of metal or plastic. Um, be metal. It'd be metal because there isn't plastic until after World War II. Um, or till... Oh, no, no, no. There's plastic here. Okay. So pla- hunks of plastic and metal uh, as a conduit for the, for the quantum interference that is going to be used to, uh, which is way, way ahead of its time, of course, because I am Nick motherfucking Tesla. Um... <laughs> I'm picturing weird <laughs> headbands. Oh, uh... Okay, that's more interesting than what I had in mind, so we'll go with that. Um, yeah, okay. Oh, yes, yes, that was totally a genius move on my part, not a guess. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I was picturing was a Doc Emmett Brown colander with, like, vacuum tubes on it type helmet. This damn thing doesn't work doesn't at all. work at all. Um yeah, let's let's go with that. Let's go with that. that that's what I'm going to say when Trump wins while pointing at a voting booth. <laughs> Do you realize what this means? It means uh, that this damn thing doesn't work at all. Oh. 
or maybe if I'm in DC at the time, which I might be, maybe while pointing at the Constitution. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's Porcelain Llama at... No, I'm just kidding. I don't... I'm not gonna... Whatever. I'm already on so many watch lists. <laughs> I'm going to be one of the first ones up against the wall. <laughs> Come any number of revolutions. Right. Okay. So having, uh, having fashioned some kind of shield, all of you can uh, feel a, a tension, like drawing away from you, and, Reggie, your aspect... Visions of another world yeah. can be cleared if you want it to be. Certainly, at the very least, it would now be under your control, meaning you'd be compelling it or using it. Okay, I, I can still use it, but I'd have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds good. Um, so, do we, we have a new re- revelation then? Well, you've got I, some... Oh, I, got to, I got to roll for it. <laughs> you got some shields. Uh-huh. Which have uh, drawn away the... Or uh, which uh, shield you from the worst of the interference. Okay. Of the uh, the bizarre energies coruscating uh, through the aether around you. Oh, okay. Which could give me a better... Uh, a more clear view of what uh, went on. Exactly. Mechanically, it'd be uh, it'd be mysteries when you wanted to use it, and you'd be paying for it. Okay. Okay. So uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and go with the free use now. Then, well, we're we're starting our tracking for the um, uh, mysterious um, crab bug entity thing. Up to you guys. Yeah. You tell me what you're doing. Uh, actually, what do you think is more important? Going after whatever wrecked this um, barracks and killed these people, or seeing what's in the main building, assuming it's not the same thing? I have a suspicion <coughs> it is the same thing, so I would say we need to go into that main building. Okay. Yeah, and if it ain't the same thing, if it's a source of where all that nasty energy was coming from, then it's controlling that thing, so... One way or another, we're going to have to move in towards the core, but I feel much better about doing that since Nick came up with this nifty gizmo that sweeps okay. away. Okay, so then instead of, tra- um, in, so instead of tracking that, I'm going to have Oniaki... Um, um, oh, good name. Yeah, guide us or um, inform us if uh, we're going to run into any spiritual interference or ambushes then. Gotcha. So it sounds to me like you're going to try to make your way toward where Nick thinks is the most likely location mm-hmm. of the uh, of the machine that would be generating this would be the which according to uh, Hank's estimation would be the volcanic lake in the middle of the island. Oh, is is that where the building with all the weird apparatus on it is? You guys. Oh. Uh-oh, you cut out. Muted. Or dropped. Or dropped. I hope not. Um, okay.
No, he looks like he's still with us. We can't hear you, though. Oh. There it went. He got dropped, I think. Yep. Yeah, okay. I'll try getting him back. Wouldn't be a gutter Skypes game without somebody being muted and a call dropping. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, so what I was asking was is that the, we when from the air we saw a building with all kinds of antenna and apparatus on top. Is that yes, the one that we're talking about? That's, that's the complex that you guys are in right now. Mm -hmm. That's the beachfront complex. And uh, Nick thinks that there's a powerful generator. Um, it can't be located nearby, but it would have to be near a uh, near a source of ready water. And Hank, who had been studying the island, remembered that there was a volcanic lake uh, pretty much smack in the middle of the island, which would fit with the energy level intensities that uh, Nick has observed. So if there is a generator, it is probably there. So you're thinking of going straight for the power source, then? Yep. Yeah, let's go and shut her down. I, I agree that the, the main complex would probably be safer to investigate if their power was turned off first, so let's, let's go for it. I mean, so heading, heading inland with our shields. Mm -hmm. Otherwise known as the Alpha Complex. Oh, wait, that's a different thing. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Better than the beta complex. <laughs> <clears throat> Past ruined buildings and the uh, obvious sign of uh, explosives and uh, some sort of str other strange weaponry. You uh, make your way through the com uh, through an eerily deserted complex. Grayish mist and smoke blows everywhere. Thankfully, you are protected. And eventually, you reach a large set of gates. Uh, looks like a kill zone set up here, uh, similar to what you find on a medieval castle with uh, you know two sets of gates and a or rather a set of gates and a, a dead space with arrow slits and firing or uh, firing ports along the sides and a portcullis on the inside. The portcullis has been blown off its hinges, clearly the work of planted explosives. And the gates on the far side have been partially wrenched and partially melted wide open. The grisly remains of guards and one partially slagged tank not this area. Seen one of those before. I've seen a whole bunch of them before. Boy, whatever it is they had here, somebody wanted it real bad because I think somebody's been been and been and gone already, or or they got what they wanted and they dug in. So they either made their escape or they got stuck here. And they're and they're hunkered down with whatever it is they wanted to get from this place when this fleet showed up. One way or another, there's going to be trouble inside. Hmm. Hmm. Out beyond this gate, a new road, more like a kind of scar, 
in the lush volcanic forest leads directly inward. There are many strange tracks dug deep into its packed earth surface. Yeah. On either side, there is jungle. Well, we're centurions. Troubles are mm. business. What's the work? Hey, used used to squatting mosquitoes. They're just hell. They're easier to hit on an island like this. That's they right. seem to be ten times bigger than normal. So. Advantage centurions. That's right. So right up the main road, yep. or are you trying to take a stealthier, perhaps, uh, well, uh, an approach with different dangers by moving through the jungle as you move inland? Hmm. Well, we don't really know what we're going to find. Reggie, you're the tactician amongst us. What do you think? I'd say we split the difference. We uh, go up through the woods, but keep an eye on the road at the same time. Okay. So, the jungle is uh, hushed, uh, subdued. As you move through, uh, paralleling the road, uh, the tracks on the road are, you know, animal-like. They're, you recognize them, Reggie, as the, the same tracks that you saw faintly in the complex. Something like when arachnid or... Uh, insect or crustacean might might lead, but big enough to be easily visible, even at this distance. Um, there's very little in the way of the, the sounds of wildlife, and what you can hear are distant grating roars and strange rattling hisses, unlike anything any of you have ever heard before. The normal animals, what wildlife there is here is a uh, is, um, absent and keeping their heads down. Hmm. As you move further inland, who's got the highest perception here or who is in the lead? Well, I got alertness at plus four, but I think Reggie's taking point on this. Yeah, it sounds, that's what I was picturing. Makes sense okay. to me. So then, uh, Reggie, give me an alertness roll, please. All right, alertness roll. Let's see. Alertness is ah four. So my roll is a three. <laughs> nice. No. You uh, hear the sounds of uh, scraping, muffled banging, something trying to be relatively quiet, but uh, completely unable to uh, up ahead. And as you peer through the trees, uh, you see a group of three, no, four strange beasts Four. roughly the size of bears they're something like a, a, a hideous crossbreed of uh, 
army ant, scorpion, and giant crab. Damn. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, a thing like that will put me right off lobster. Wowie. <laughs> <laughs> They're covered in thick, spiky armor plates uh, in, like, unhealthy-looking yellows and greens. Uh, they are clustered around a, uh, a tank of a curious advanced design, kind of streamlined looking. It's got a single, almost battleship-like turret. And they're pushing it, rocking it, uh, like, well, for all the world, like many animals you've seen investigating the puzzle of a turtle. And nearby, back in the woods, watching, you can see one that's larger and clearly metallic. And I think that might be where we have to close out. Damn it! Just before, just before Nick gets to pump that thing so full of juice it lights up like Manhattan. Yeah. Well, at least you got a plan. <laughs> since, since you're all going to die anyway, why not tell you? His name well, is, and that's where we're going to have to stop. He, he's not the only one who is going to absolutely pull, pull, pull out something on that thing. Well, we, and uh, it might be a good jumping off point for next time. Okay, that sounds good. I can't yeah, yeah. To, not to, not to. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to play GM here. I'm just going to sit back because yeah. it's Trilobite that's going to figure out how Trixie Trueheart fits into all this. Oh, right. I figure if uh, Nikki can join us next time, if we if we are given that pleasure, then she is with you and always has been. Oh, okay. She was with you the whole time. I, I don't know if way. I can accept that, GM, because no. there's no way in hell well, uh, Trixie would have been that quiet. I guess you'll have to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's been she's no. been uh, you know if she if she's able to join us, then obviously she was you know uh, being her her usual vociferous and eloquent self the entire time. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, yeah, I know. I'm just giving. I just had to get the joke in. That's all. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair play. Fair play. <laughs> Right. Do, do, do what? Justification? Who did, we don't need no justification. It's sussy. <laughs> Although you have to admit, it would be kind of cool if she just shows up. Hey, guys. Oh, I see. You've been following this energy train. Oh, no. I'm kidding. Either that or we're uh, on the verge of getting our asses kicked and she comes in and throws a couple of switches and... Uh, and uh, uh, takes a picture or something that freezes it. Try and turning it off. Our bacon. Yeah. Uh, whatever, one way or another. This is a very, very cool and yeah. uh, treacherous, ominous storyline. Thank uh-huh. you. I, I just, oh. We're all going to die, of course. <laughs> well, of yeah, course, came, we're all going to die. Came close a couple times. And howl horribly. But uh, I love I love that mysterious tropical island with a volcano in the middle and all kinds of nasty um, quasi scientific quasi uh, um, occult crap going on. 
and murdered by giant scorpions? Sounds like a good story. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> Put that on my bucket list. <laughs> the, the centurions proposed to get us killed for breakfast. <laughs> well, let's join. Excellent. Thank you, Trilobite. Here, here. My pleasure. Thank you. Yes. Thank, Thank you, guys. You very much. It was a lot of fun. Forward to continuing this in two weeks, then. Yeah. You want to? I mean, is that all right, to, uh, uh, to Eric? Or did you want? Or, or I'm just. Any, oh, anything's sure. fine with me. Strays isn't going anywhere. Okay, cool. I haven't got a voice for the dog yet. Uh, anyway, okay. every voice I come up with sounds like Norm from Cheers. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> and that is not New York. That is absolutely not New York. Um. <laughs> so, all right. Wow. Cool. All right, excellent. Uh, yeah, I, I, so I have my doubts about whether I got this, uh, um, anything recorded other than my own voice here because I'm looking back in the window and I'm seeing, yeah, my waveform is fine. The other waveform that's supposed to be everybody else is blank. But, um, <laughs> all right, I and I don't look. know what the hell is going on on my side. It's acting all kinds of weird, but it's possible. Maybe we've got well, something. We'll see. You might have to narrate everyone else. Uh, gee, we might have to say, uh, you know, last time on the gutter skypes. <laughs> nope, because I got it. I got us covered. I'll I'll put the I'll put the file in Dropbox like I did last time and send you a link. Well, that'd, that'd be super good, excellent. That'd be super excellent. Thank okay. you so much. Excellent. No and thank you, Andros, once again for hosting the call. My pleasure. And uh, everybody, uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, uh, uh, Nikki will be able to join us uh, when we get together in two weeks. We'll also be. Opening up the respective parts of the package that gets shipped out to uh, to uh, Nikki and uh, and Andros and and uh, Eric and we'll we'll uh, we'll have that fun too, and awesome. then continue on with what happens on this dangerous, crazy, tropical place. Next right. time on Fears of the Century, <laughs> Island of Death, the Island of Death. <laughs> Cool. All right, everybody stay safe then, get some sleep, stay cool because it's getting warmer out there, and uh, see you guys in two weeks. All right. Okay. All right, y'all have a good two weeks. You too. Take care.